Here we go in five, four, three, two, one, boom. Matt, you're the first guy to ever bring homemade cold brew yes, sir. to the studio. I think we should enjoy some of this. Okay, right let's have now, some. Sir. Give, give us yeah, some it's uh it's 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 pretty much kerosene, so you want to sip it. Be careful. It I usually really? Yeah, I usually dilute it with a little bit of water. Wow. But um Yeah, I, I got this uh, found out about this guy, this company called Tristero, or it's a guy, and he just roasts all these beans from all over the world and drops them off at this one bicycle cafe. And, uh, you live in uh, Venice or something? No, no, I live in Cheers. Los Feliz, close, 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 close enough. Cheers, buddy. Cheers. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. I had a um, coffee expert on the podcast before. Just started. I mean, I don't know anything about coffee. Just out on a whim, had this guy Peter Giuliano. That's his name, Giuliano or Giuliani. I'm avoiding uh, the word Giuliani, like specifically. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure because... he is too. Giuliano. Yeah. <laughs> Giuliano. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's a, like a legit coffee expert. He okay. explained to us that all coffee comes from Ethiopia. Oh, really? Yeah, all of it came out of there. That's where that's like the the, the that's root where it of originated it. it. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, they, and then they started growing it in Latin American countries mm-hmm. and all over the other place. Yeah, Colombian. You know, we're always as a kid, Colombian coffee was like the thing, like Juan Valdez. Juan Valdez. Yeah, yeah. He's still. I went to Colombia over the summer, and uh, you, you still see pictures and drawings of him everywhere. Because really, he, like, yeah, because he brought kind of fame to Colombia yeah. and, and differentiated it from out the, the other South American countries. Yeah. Well, this guy was, it was really, fa- this is actually very good cold brew. Oh, cool. It's very tasty. Nice. Interesting. It's a different flavor. Yeah. I mean, cold brew coffee, you take at least 70% of the bitterness out and mm. it makes it smoother and there's no acidic and you don't get that, that's the stomach uh, sourness yeah, you get when right. you drink a big pot of hot coffee. Yeah. I usually don't get that. I'm I'm okay with coffee, but I do like the flavor of this. This is really good. Okay. So this is Ethiopian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I just I'm no expert. I just go, what's the best one to make cold brew? And they point at a bag and I buy it and that's all. Uh, you know. Smart. Yeah. <laughs> just defer to experts. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of the key to life, I think. But he was ex- Giuliani Giuliano. <laughs> Giuliano. Sorry, Peter. He was explaining to us uh that um the reason why they all have these different complex flavors and how they how they would take care of the beans because Ethiopia is a very dry climate, whereas okay. South America is very hot. So they developed all these problems with uh, coffee rust. Have you ever heard of coffee rust? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they developed like weird molds and stuff. That's wild. So they had to figure out different ways of processing and wet processing as versus to just leaving them out and drying them. Oh, wow. Yeah. Did he talk about the illegality of, of coffee in its kind of earlier stages when it would go out into different regions and cultures and religious areas? Well, Bourdain actually was the first person to tell me that, that they were outlawing coffee shops and coffee houses back in the day. See, there's a clip somewhere online of Bourdain explaining to us okay. uh, how coffee shops were being outlawed, because at the time, everyone basically was drunk all day, right. because people just, they all they did was drink booze, because, yep. you know, a lot of times if you had water sitting around, that water would probably have some funky shit in it, yeah. if it was still water, and you'd get sick drinking it, but you could be, re- you know, if, if water had the alcohol in it, you wouldn't mm. get sick. It's a preservative. Yeah. yeah you'd like, uh, monks would only drink beer. And, yeah. And Isn't like, that crazy? It's not, I can't monks. imagine, if you've ever had like Belgian ale, it's yes. like, I have three, I'm just like, fuck, Okay. <laughs> Jesus. And you think those guys just pacing themselves all day to stay somewhat hydrated. and Yeah, I think they just got used to it, mm-hmm. but it must have been terrible for their bodies. Uh, yeah, that's what I was thinking. It's like, oh, I was just thinking about like life expectancy and how yeah. like uh, now I feel like we're going to see people living well into their hundreds and stuff and like our generation and younger. Uh, but back then you're just like, you're 30. All right. You should make a whale, man, because yeah. it's... It- <laughs> 
Well, it's just if anything went wrong, you were done. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, I have a lot of friends that had their appendix taken out, right? Or they broke a leg hiking and yes. they, they managed to get okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But, like back then, that was the wolves that, ate you. That did they leave you? Yeah. So the wolves don't come after the rest of us. You and just take one for the team. If your appendix went, you were just possessed by <laughs> demons. Nobody knows what the fuck happened. Yeah, you just struck dumb and like just fall down. You and just rotted out the, from the inside, and yeah. no one knew why. It, and the amount of the amount of I read the statistic that like something like eighty percent of medieval land land battles were were fought drunk or something. <laughs> some some of insane ratio. That, of like, course, it would have to be. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I would I would have to shotgun a bottle of Jack to pick up like a battle axe and just run into a crowd of guys and just start yeah. swinging away. Well, the Vikings Horrifying. were famous for waging war while they were on mushrooms. Yeah. They would eat psilocybin mushrooms and just fucking go banana. Maybe that, Amanita muscaria, too, I think, was the other mushroom that they ate. And they would just go fucking crazy with axes while they were, who knows what they were seeing. Well, it's uh, that the legend of the berserker, you yes. know, where, they, where we have the term berserk from. Mm-hmm. You're obviously familiar. Yeah. You're, a, you're a warrior philosopher, so you know that is. But like, yeah, it's, that's probably what you just go into a trance. Yeah. And you're just killing everything in sight. And you're basically like a an insect on cocaine that's just chopping everything down around you. Yeah. You remember we were talking about that new Viking show that's on Netflix? We missed it. It wasn't the comedy one. There's another one. There's another one that's a a serious Viking show on Netflix that's supposed to be like the show Vikings, but way better, which I kind of like the show Vikings. Yeah, it was good. Pretty good. It was good. I, I thought it, it's funny, though, how uh, you don't oh, the, image. The Last Kingdom. That's that Last one. Kingdom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah. Where I'm so, you know, we, 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 we focus on one thing where it's like you look, you watch Vikings, you're like, where are the hats? Where are the, where right. are the helmets with yeah, the horns? What the fuck? Where and are the helmets like, with the horns? with all these braids everyone yeah. has. You know, I don't, these are normal Head people. Tattoos. They all they they should all be monsters, but it's yeah. like Vikings were all sizes, you know. <laughs> right. Well, they were all big. Like this, the problem is like there's not that many giant actors unless you want to recruit football <laughs> players. It's so true, you know. Yeah, but if you go to Holland or something like that, one of the things you walk around, you go, mm-hmm. "God damn, everyone's big." That's a good point. Yeah, uh, in in Norway yeah. and, and Norwegian countries, they're very tall. The yeah. the median height is like six feet. Which yeah. is insane. Well, Iceland has a disproportionate number of strong men competition winners. Those guys who win oh, the strongest yeah. man in the world. Yeah. <laughs> you know those dudes who throw barrels of over course. the top of... Oh, I love yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those yeah. guys, a lot of those guys come from Iceland. Mm-hmm. Well, the guy who plays the mountain. Yes. He, he, who took the strongest man in the world yeah. title. He's, yeah, he's, he's from Iceland. He for sure is. He's yeah. fucking huge. He's... <laughs> Like, if you saw that guy coming over a hill on a horse, swinging a sword, no. you'd be like, oh, fuck, this it's is over. the day. Yeah. This is the day we stop existing. <laughs> We're done. This is the day my clan gets wiped out. Or, or that thing where they, to save to save uh, lives, they'd be like, our champion fights your champion, <sighs> and then that person wins, and then that guy comes out, and you're like, ah. Oh, yeah, fuck. I was so good back in the, in, the, in the knife gym that we train in, but this guy. <laughs> well, that was the saddest part about Game of Thrones, was the, the, uh, the cocky bisexual guy. Oh, like, yeah, he was the, winning! The, the Red Viper. He was ahead. I, dude, I, I was broken up with my my now wife, and just was just back from a weekend on the road, and was hung over, and was just like, I'll watch Game of Thrones, and I just tweeted like, Ag, I'll watch the. I still have it. Don't tell me what happens. You know, blah blah blah. Just to just to have some connection with the outside world. You know, right. in my one bedroom apartment, and I watched, and people were like, don't watch it alone. I was like, what? And I watched it, and it just ruined me because it's so <laughs> fucked up. 
he's screaming about how he <laughs> raped his sister and he's crushing yeah. his head and I'm just like yeah. oh man the way he did it too he just grabbed his head and it killed oh. him like you would kill a chipmunk or it's something it's like the worst death yeah. I've probably seen on screen and I've oh, seen yeah. a lot of bad horrible screaming deaths yeah. you know like it was worse than like the guy in Saving Private Ryan where he's like wait 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 no no and the guy's just stacking yeah. the knife in there like, it is right here oh god <laughs> brutal yeah, it's also looks possible. <sighs> yeah, well, I I think it's 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 something you write in a fantasy novel. Yeah. Like I don't know how someone could have hands that strong. Oh, he has hands that strong. Yeah, you're right. What am I saying? He's the strongest man yeah. in the world. If anyone has hands that strong, it's yeah, him. Yeah, I mean, he's going through the <laughs> he eyeballs. Could, he could he's pop a head. Yeah, for sure. Eyeballs first. It's grab a grip. your head. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't you think you could do that to a baby? Oh, what a thought. I mean, you couldn't, but you could physically. Right, yes. Yeah, you could morally. If a demon took over yeah. my yeah, body. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. Yeah. Or meth. You're right. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what did I say? <laughs> I was talking to a friend of mine, and she was telling me that her dad um, had been uh, hospitalized. And while her dad was hospitalized, uh, he was in like this... Uh, like a, a care home for older people. Mm. And... Um, a guy who was schizophrenic freaked out and tried to eat him. Oh, God. While he was there. Oh. Yeah, and then he said, fuck this, get me out of here, and he wound up dying at home. He wound up dying at home rather than die in the hospital because a guy tried to eat him. <laughs> Imagine, like, your last uh, couple days of life yeah. are escaping a schizophrenic guy who got out of his room and it, tried to eat you. Th this is why I worked so hard all my life and raised a family, and now I'm here. I mean, that's already your worst fear is to, be, is to die away from your loved ones, just around yeah. strangers, to be back at the first day of high school, basically, yeah. but you're old and everyone's old, but then someone's trying to kill you. Yeah, and eat you. Gee <laughs> We don't we don't get rid of people like that quick enough. Like you know, you get rid of bad dogs. If right. dogs bite people, you like you that's put a them bad down. dog. Put them down. Yeah, yeah. It's what's I should I got to tell my mother that because she works with this group called the Village, which creates a, a network in any given neighborhood where if you're young or you're old, you register. It doesn't cost anything, and basically. Uh, this person can live out their their final years in their home because they have a network of neighbors who check on them, oh. like every couple hours, or call me. Here's my cell. That's it's nice. like I have, I'm having a chest pain. Okay, cool. Let's just get you to the hospital because it's like I think we, I think people deserve to you know as long as they're not eating people yeah. and killing them, they yeah. can die in their homes. You know. Yeah, that's a that's a concern that you really don't ever want to address until it's too late. <laughs> yeah. The 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 concern of when and how do I go? Yeah. You know, I mean, you yeah. have to accept that you're going to go, mm -hmm. and some people just have a really hard time with that. Sure. And even deep into their old age, when they're just decrepit and they can't make it anymore, they just can't handle the fact that it's all going to end. No. No. I mean, it's, it, that's why you have to live your life to the fullest and not uh, bite yeah. your tongue and just be yourself, because... Oh, I guess. Or I, just chill the fuck out and wait for the end. <laughs> What do you do? One you of know? the two. I, <laughs> I don't mean, know. What is the life to the fullest, right? If, yeah. If if it's all temporary. Sure. You well, know? There, there, absolutely. I mean, there there is that point where it's just like, well, is there any point to life? I don't know. I've gone back and forth with Trussell on this yeah. where I'm just like- Duncan, know? yeah. Yeah. Duncan will fucking send you down a rabbit's hole with that. Man, I yeah. don't know, man. Yeah, the cosmic- The Bhagavad Gita, they say that- <laughs> And he'll make some sense out of it, the, too. He will. He is the cosmic <laughs> trickster, without a doubt. I remember Bourdain, speaking of Bourdain, he was, the, he was saying, they were like, how would you like to go? And he was just like, I just want just one bullet in the back of my skull, and I don't see it coming. Yeah, but meanwhile, he did it himself, and he did it with <sighs> a know. rope. 
Yeah, it's just... I was friends with him. I, that fucked me up. It fucked me up. I wasn't, and I, I was a fan of his since the first article came out in The New Yorker that he it, wrote. It fucks you up because you just go, I wish he called me. Yeah. I, I wish... I, I mean, I would have flown to France. Mm-hmm. No, I wouldn't have. I would have said, suck it up, pussy. <laughs> Don't kill yourself in France. Yeah, but Come it's, back to America. You wish he would have checked in. Yeah. Because, I mean, I, I it's all about perspective. There are times where we've all come close to not necessarily putting a gun in our mouths or a rope around our necks, but where you just feel like there's no point. Yeah. You know, but someone can just come in. I, I say, like, coming up in the in the crew that I came up with in Chicago, you know, Kinane and Hannibal uh, and, and, and people, like, we we never let each other get away with shit. Or it's mm-hmm. just like, yeah, you're saying that, but, right. but fuck you. Like, you right. need those people in your life. I'll never forget, I went through a horrible breakup, and I went, I was in my apartment for, like, a week, only leaving to wait tables and bartend, and then I finally came to a show, and Kanane's like, hey, look who pushed aside all the clumps of used Kleenex to be with us. Welcome back, <laughs> you fucking pussy. And I remember laughing so hard, and it all went away. It all went away. You That's just, great. Because you take yourself so seriously, and you're just yeah. never going to get better. And it's, yeah. I mean, I just think about despair as this demon that latches onto your back, and it's your job to fuck it up, it is. get it off you, you know? Yeah. What, what's your thing? Uh uh, fight, uh, destroy, uh, fight the bitch in you. Conquer your inner bitch. Conquer your inner bitch. Yeah, yeah. Your inner bitch is. I usually, re- when I'm referring to your inner bitch, I mean the inner bitch that doesn't want you to work out. Yes. Well, yeah. that's 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 the one I relate to the the most. Where it's, yeah. I feel that every time I'm in a class, every time I'm in yeah. something like that, it's just like something, and you're just like, I just want to sandbag it. Let yeah. me just sandbag just this time. Well, I mean, everybody has that. Yeah, I still have it, but I've got that motherfucker on lockdown now. Mm-hmm. Good. Now I own him. Good. He's in there though. He's weak. He never he's goes in away. There. Oh, he's always trying to tell you you don't. You can take the day off. Maybe your ankle's sore. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe you're feeling a little sick. You a little run down. You should. You know, yeah. just take a take a you day. The dog looks tired. He doesn't even want to run. You know, it's not about you. You yeah. should take care of that dog. The dog does not want to run. My my dad says something brilliant on the floor. My dad lately, like he's always been like a guy in no words. You mentioned uh, like hospice living and stuff my dad used to do hospice and he he would just he was like do i have to talk and the guy's like no you can they just mostly want someone to listen he's like i can do that and so he would sit by dying people and just nod his head and stuff and uh but he never he never talk about it where i'd be like dad what are you doing today he's like i'm gonna go hang out with bill like dad who the fuck is bill there's this guy he's dying like dad you gotta tell me more than this so now we're kind of he's opening up up more but long story long he was like, you know, when you're waking up in the middle of the night, and there's that voice in your head that is telling you you're you're you're, you're useless and you're you, know, you haven't done enough with your life and things like that. He's like, I don't know if there is a devil, but if there is, that's him. And mm. I was like, fuck! And it just blew my mind. And it's like, Dad, you're right. That voice that tells you to give up, that voice that tells you like not to, not not to you know to hate yourself and to yeah. you know don't think you're worthy. Well, it's such a weird pattern, right? Because it doesn't have any real evolutionary benefit. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is the benefit of self-loathing and, uh-huh. and and just sitting around feeling pity? Yeah. Yeah. There, there are plenty of people and situations that are going to kick the shit out of you in life anyway. Why, yeah. why do it to yourself? But Yeah, but there's something good about feeling very disappointed in yourself because yes. then it makes you work harder and mm-hmm. like... You recognize or at least try to realize your potential better mm-hmm. and you get more done you feel better about yourself yeah absolutely yeah, yeah there, there, there's definitely something there's you know especially if you're you're in competitive sports or something like that where you just you, there's nothing yeah. you hate more than losing right because 
otherwise you won't work as hard. Yeah, but Jamie was talking about Kobe Bryant, about what a psycho he was when he was training. <laughs> yeah. And they, they always say that about Michael Jordan, and of course Mike Tyson was like that. Yeah. Kobe said he learned it from Michael. That's like what he passed uh, on to. Interesting. Yeah. And then Kobe passed it on to LeBron. Yeah. They went on the Olympic team together. I heard LeBron spends $1.5 million a year on recovery. Sure. Yeah. Just <laughs> recovery. Yeah. Just recovery. Oh my Just God. like cryotherapy, massage. Uh, yeah. A million and a half every sure. year. Yeah. yeah. What a fucking stud he is. Day -sh. Day -sh. Jesus Christ. That guy's so badass. Yeah, but he's like maximizing everything. Like, uh -huh. He's like a perfect example of someone who's maximizing. Like yeah. Freak genetics, mm -hmm. powerful will, intelligence, but then on top of that, maximizing everything. Yeah. Built a school. Yeah. Has a good sense of humor about himself. Yeah. Decent actor. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, he was so funny in, um, uh, uh, was it? No, it wasn't Wrecked. The Amy Train, Schumer movie. Trainwreck. Train wreck. Yeah. It was. I was. I was half right. Yeah. Did you ever see that HBO show where they're sitting around with them? Barbershop. Yes. Yeah. yeah. He's fucking great in that, and you get that insight. It's like, oh, that's why you're so good. You're uh -huh. fucking crazy. Like he was talking about his son playing, and he's talking about his mom, and like he's just his his drive, and you know he doesn't he doesn't let anything go. It's fascinating to me. Yeah, the people like that that are like extreme winners are they're. There's such a rare person. Yeah, you know? and, and it's and it's rare that you could probably stand to be around them. Yeah, that's you the know? thing. Especially like your your kind of your your tech billionaires or mm -hmm. something like that. It's like after a while you'd be like, you know, I'm I'm gonna go to the comedy store and and uh, we're gonna yeah. break each other's balls for a while because this is weird, man. You right, know? like Steve Jobs, yeah. like known by everyone as a extreme cunt. Yeah, <laughs> right. He was just a cunt. There's no way yeah. around it. Yeah, brutal. Do you remember that video? There's a video. It's uh, he's demonstrating uh, an Apple product, and he can't get this camera to work, and he's pressing on these buttons, it doesn't work, <laughs> yeah. and he throws it at the engineer with this like pursed lips. Uh huh. And he's like, "Here, you fix it. Uh huh. F see if you can get it to work." Yeah. Like, he just wants you fucking loser. I'm in front of a million people. Yeah, and he can't. Uh, he, can't he can't lose his mind right. because it's it's like that Japanese ethic of the person who loses their temper first loses. Right. No matter who's right or wrong. Well, I'm sure he loses his temper. Privately. Oh, without yeah. a doubt, that guy's. Yeah, probably... there it is. Watch this. Right. It's like you can't get it to work. <laughs> like, My camera's not turning on. What's that? I did slide it and let go. Angry. Not turning on. Watch this. Look. look at that. Okay. But he's like this. Yeah. You fucking. He's you fucking turn around. He, he's this hey. close to Ro the yeah. Roman emperor. Yes. It's just like seize him, kill him, kill him, throw him in the boiling pit. Uh, you got to think Jeff Bezos is like that too, right? Yeah. Has to be. Has to be. And and just to be the richest man in all of the world. It's not real. He's not really the richest man in all the world. He's the richest man who has a publicly declared income. Ah. There's a big difference between him and really oligarchs. Good yeah. Yeah, all, yeah, the oligarchs, yeah. probably yeah. drug cartel A hundred percent. Well, not leaders. drug cartels. I don't think they have that kind of money, but I think for sure um, Saudi Arabian, yes. princes, and Middle declared Eastern. Declared income. Yeah. You're right. They have trillions. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah, that's yeah. different. Mm -hmm. People don't talk about that, and those guys don't talk about that either. They just go... <laughs> uh-huh. They let Bill Gates take the rap. Sure. Meanwhile, they own like whole countries. It's almost like how uh, people people that have 
that I, people that I went to college with or I was around that their family, they came from money. Mm-hmm. They never showed it. Oh, of course. They always yeah. wore bummy clothes, you know, but like someone who was acting like they had money to have like a Dunhill lighter or something, right. you know, a Rolex or <laughs> yeah. something fancy. But like it, that's, that's, that's those countries basically. Yeah. Like the, the kid with the scuffed up uh, gym shoes that you're like, man, I know Michael Milken's your dad, dude. Right. I know he's your dad. Right. I was going to play with this kid. And I was like, oh, really? Yeah. I, I think he, he was kind of like. It's got to be unnerving for him. Yeah. He was a good guy. I don't know how much contact he had with his dad, but it was just like, ah, uh, your dad's the junk bond king. Right. Now he's your dad, the junk bond. Your dad, the, the whole reason why you're getting by so smoothly and the walls are so greased for you in yeah. this life is your dad was a human scumbag. Yeah. Full, full on with wealth, there's always a displacement. Someone's rich because other people are poor on some level, but that was the most direct but is correlation. That always the case? Like, how about this? Like, Beyonce. Is Beyonce mm-hmm. rich because someone's poor, or is Beyonce rich because she's talented and I, she worked oh, hard? No, listen, don't get me wrong. I don't think it's 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 across the board like that, but I just think in terms- In a lot of ways. In a lot of ways. Yeah. yeah. Not ev- No way, not every time. Right, but people love to say that. Yeah, of course. You know, like, you sure? Okay, did Jennifer Lawrence fuck a bunch of people over, or is <laughs> yeah. she just really good at acting. Yeah, she's amazing. Yeah, like, yeah. are you sure mm-hmm, no. that disparity of wealth is because someone's out there being evil, or that, is she just really good? Right, well, and the thing that gets me is that they always dump on those people, uh, the public figures, the people, yeah. like sport, especially biggest example are like like sports figures, where like, I mean, should he get that much for a fight? It's like, uh, are do people want to watch you fight? Yeah. Should you get that much? Do you Who wanna should go get fight that money? Canelo Alvarez? I'll fight him, I'll get knocked out for a million dollars. That's my favorite. People yeah. would say that. Oh, I'd fucking get punched by Mike Tyson for a million dollars. Yeah. First of all, you'd have to get en- enough people that want to pay to see you get knocked out. To see out you die. To make it worth a million dollars. To see you lose your life. Yeah. Quite frankly. Richard Lewis had that joke about his uncle. I remember when I was a kid and I'm watching on TV and like laughing till I cried where he said, uh, oh yeah, I think it was Tyson actually. He's like, yeah, I'd fight him for a million. He's like, yeah, like anyone would pay 300 bucks a seat at Madison Square Garden to see an old Jewish guy get punched once in the face and cry. <laughs> And it was, it, I laughed because it was so specific. Like, you wouldn't even be crying. You'd be drooling. Yeah, you wouldn't be able to lose half your intelligence. See straight anymore. Your fucking skull would be broken. They'd have to bolt it back together again. You'd have to have everyone I love hostage in like a warehouse to let him punch me once. Dude, I when he was here the other day, and I was just I've met him before. I met him once before. Took a picture with him. But me, every time you meet him, you're like, yeah, okay, okay, this is really Mike Tyson. Mm-hmm. He's really here, and I'm shaking hands with him. He gives me a hug he's hug, like hugging a tree he's like hugging wow. an oak tree it's just like thunk uh-huh he's just this beast of a man well i remember watching those first fights it was like watching you put a dog in a ring with a wolf yeah every time it was just like he would just run he'd run right through everybody yeah to the point where you're like oh he's not from here you know <laughs> kind of like those 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 comic books where aliens like they're on a planet that has way more gravity or something. Yeah. So they just punch their fist right <laughs> through your Superman. chest. Yeah. Yeah, that was a Superman that premise, was Superman, right? uh-huh. But if that happened, what's fucked up about that? Like, scientists must get crazy about that. Because if that happened, you would be, like, really sick. Like, like when people go to space and they're in space for six months, like, their body breaks oh, down. Yeah, you they're lose, like, like, years from yeah. your life. Hey, you get really fucked up. <laughs> It's not good. I had Commander Chris Hadfield on the podcast back oh, in the cool. day. Oh, cool. And he said that when he came back, he literally couldn't stand. Oh. His equilibrium was so fucked up because he had been in space for six months. Then when he came back, like, it was horrible. He was Jesus. throwing up. He, like, th- he, like, he couldn't see straight. Like, when he would stand, the world was all wobbly and shit. Yeah. Like, his equilibrium was <sighs> completely gone. 
That's so. I mean, I I think you know superhero movies are kind of fundamentally ridiculous and silly. I love comics. I grew up on them and stuff, but they never. They never take physics into account. Yeah. Or really, it's always like you get hit with a gamma ray, you get powers. Right. Or it's like, why would it choose to give you powers? It would just melt you. Like, that's not how forces in the universe work. They don't, mm. you know, generally speaking, mystically, you know. No uh, one ever gets enhanced in real life by, like, nuclear radiation. No. I, I don't think that's ever, one person. ever happened. I, I, the, the best theory would probably be, like, Godzilla. If, like, some right. monster was born of it that came out of the ocean. Well, yeah. there was a time where Vice went to Chernobyl, and uh, this was back when Vice was really Vice, when Shane Smith was going on all these oh, journeys yeah. and shit. That was was nuts. Yeah, before Vice is sort of Vice. I mean, Vice still does some great stuff, but Vice is just this huge multimedia corporation mm -hmm. now. Yeah, and back then, uh, Shane went to Chernobyl, and uh, they were hunting like these radioactive wolves. Oh my these god, radioactive wolves in Chernobyl. <laughs> And, like, you know, they're mutating. And oh. There's fish in the water that are enormous, and they're fucking weird. Yeah, and you can never eat them. They're like yeah. the, f the fish near the plant in uh, Simpsons, like with three right, eyes. Right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. But the, but it's real. Like, they really do have these animals that live in this highly radiated area, and they've managed to survive. Hey, just, I mean, the, 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 level, the levels that we that we have taken to get energy yeah. and affected our environment. Well, you, you ever drive to San Diego? Mm-hmm. You know that ride when you r drive down and you look to the right-hand side, oh, look, a nuclear power plant. Right. I could throw a rock and hit it from the highway. Like, <laughs> what in the fuck is that doing there? Yeah, so close to the water. <laughs> well, I think it needs to be close to the water for cooling. Oh, yeah. That's how they cool the reactor core. Okay. I think. Notice how no, I said I mean, that, that like I know what I'm talking about. That makes sense. Yeah, there's a, there's a nuclear physicist right now. Yeah. Going, nope. Well, that was the Fukushima thing. Mm -hmm. You know, that's that's what's happening over there. Yeah, they still don't have that thing under wraps. Well, and that that volunteer army of of Japanese people older than seventy that were like, I don't have long. I'll go work yeah. there. I'll go clean it up. They're all going back in time. They're all thirty now. You go there, it's like a Stephen King movie. <laughs> That'd be amazing. A new Everyone's Twilight 30 Zone. Thirty years old. They don't want to tell anybody. <laughs> oh. I commissioned. I didn't know that. What got that one on the way to San Diego? Diego? Yeah, yeah probably broke. <laughs> probably everybody around it's dead. Yeah, because everyone was throwing rocks. Some like Joe bitches. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah. maybe they woke up in like 1980 and they go, hey guys, maybe this isn't a good place for a fucking yeah. nuclear power plant. <laughs> the steam generators failed in 2013. Oh, so. oh Jesus the Christ. steam generators. There it goes. There it is. <laughs> the fuck out of here with that. <laughs> it's over. Meanwhile, that's still there. Like the core is still there. They can't move it. It's currently in preparation to be decommissioned. Jesus. However long that takes. What even, Jesus. Whatever the, even that means, man. Yeah, go fishing around that fucking thing. Good luck. <laughs> You'll catch some big fish, though. <laughs> That'd be weird. They'll have human hands. They'll talk to you. Mm -hmm. Don't eat me. What? <laughs> but they talk with thoughts. Yeah. Right. They just stare at you <laughs> and enter your mind. Fukushima, they were doing something where they dug this giant swimming pool, and all around this giant swimming pool that they dug, they put, like, ice cores. They put, like, some sort of like, cooling element so they could freeze all the nuclear waste to an insanely cold temperature. Wow. But it didn't work. This is, like, a strategy that they were developing, but apparently it fell apart. <laughs> they don't know what the fuck to do. Oh, it's just, you just don't, you can't do anything. I mean, I like... They got to do something. They got to keep trying. Shoot it into space? I don't mm. know. Then the aliens are going to get mad at us. Yeah. Well, they're already... Do you know, like, uh, I, I had a friend who I, I used to live with who was kind of new agey, but also conspiracy theory-ish, and he, he was convinced that our planet was the, the off-limits zone for the entire universe, where every other planet was much more advanced, and they were just like, don't go down there. 
All they do is fight and, and, and blow things up, and, they're, and they don't share with each other and stuff. It's mm. Just don't. That's why no aliens come. So, All that, when people do stuff like that, I always feel like they're anthropomorphizing. Like, the idea that their life would be anything like our life. Like, I oh, think yeah. There's a bunch that, of characteristics. I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah. I mean, there's a, bunch of char- there's a bunch of things that have to be in place for us to get to the point where we're going to war with each other that are people that are over there. Like, right. There's no war in the ocean. Ever notice that? No, exactly. Yeah, there's no ocean wars. Yeah, they don't. They don't have and and no. they're you know they just eat each other. Yeah, and it's normal. There's parts of the ocean we can't reach, and there's who knows if there's a there's a there's a whole other civilization down there. You know, that's why we like really bond with mammals only mm-hmm. because fish don't do a goddamn thing for their kids. Yeah, <laughs> those dirty fuck because they don't really have them. Like it's a trick. It's like nature's tricked them into not being attached by the kids. They blast some eggs down on yeah. the bottom of the floor, and then the males come along and jizz on the eggs. Sure. Like, I'm done here. And uh-huh. they get out of there, and they jet. That's it. And they yeah. leave, like, millions of kids. Yeah. The only ones that take care of them, there's a few female fish that keep the babies in their mouth. You ever seen those? Yeah. And then they let them go. Like, when the babies are in trouble, they hold them in their mouth, and they're like, everybody gone? Good. And they open up, and the babies get to swim around again. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's it. Once that you can't fit in funny. mom's mouth, you're fucked. Which- <laughs> There's a bumper sticker for you. But things that live in the ocean that we do love, like dolphins, take care of their young. Yep. Killer whales take care of their young. Mm-hmm. Weird, yeah. right? It's really weird. You don't take care of your young, you can fuck yourself. It's kind of a mammalian trait. Yeah. 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 But like you're saying, you can't. I, we always try to create, uh, like on other planets, is how. Is this it? Is this oh, the one? Like, yeah. Like, I love how you found that right away. That is amazing. That one is on the outside. That one's Fuck. like, Mom, Jesus. Yeah, last door. Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. What kind of fish is that? Doesn't say? Wow, that's amazing. It's like it's smoking fish. Right. Yeah, like it's a hookah. Yeah. <laughs> like it's Snoop Dogg <laughs> it's blowing out weed smoke. It's a big fish, too. It looks like a grouper or something. It looks like something in the bass family. Yeah. It's gorgeous fish. You mentioned the thing with feet, and I <clears throat> was watching Blue Planet 2 the other day, and there is it's not a fish. Apparently, it's called like a toad of some kind, but it's it hangs out on the bottom, and it has feet. It's, it looks like a fish that grew feet. It walks around? <laughs> yeah. That's not a fish? I don't believe so. It's actually uh, some sort of toad, I think, technically. <sighs> Whoa. But, yeah, it, and they look like human feet. Almost, it like has toes and everything. That's amazing. Well, one of the weirdest things that I ever saw about the ocean was there was a theory that was going around a few years ago that I I don't know if this is legit or not. Google that. They think that it's entirely possible that octopus octopi may have come from eggs that were frozen and landed here from an asteroid. There was speculation that there was something about the way... Really? Yeah, that the way that they... Pro, you know, the DNA and RNA of, of, of octopus are so different than every other animal in the fossil record that it's almost... that There, were, there was a consideration that they might have actually been an alien species. Because you know the term... You know what panspermia means? Mm-mm. Panspermia is a theory that is... Pretty widely accepted in the scientific community that some life is transferred through asteroidal collisions. So like that, say if a a chunk of rock slams into our planet and knocks a chunk of rock loose and that chunk has DNA on it and uh, amino acids and all the building blocks for life, bacteria, whatever it is, things that some things, you know, little things can survive in space, like tardigrades, little life forms can survive in space, that they slam into a planet eventually, and then when they do, that that life is transferred onto that new planet. Science news. Holy shit. Octopuses came to Earth from space as frozen eggs millions of years ago. Okay, but Mm -hmm. this is like the... 
the express. Yeah, but this I was trying. I read it a little bit. Yeah, but that's that's the most feasible version of aliens coming here. Yes, we tend to think of it as it lands and like a spaceman who looks like George Clooney steps out, but he has like antennae or something. Is like, hi, I'm I'm here to share with our our planet Altoona or whatever, yeah. and he speaks English and all this shit. Like it's it's on a on a biological level that we almost can't comprehend. Just go back to that, Jamie, please. Um, look what it says. Uh, the extraordinary claims made in a report entitled The Case of Cambrian Explosion, Terrestrial or Cosmic, which co-authored by a group of 33 scientists and published in the Pro- uh, Progress in Biophysics and Molecular Biology Journal. And the paper suggests that the explanation for the sudden flourishing of life during the Cambrian era, often referred to as the Cambrian Explosion, lies in the stars as a result of Earth being bombarded by clouds of organic molecules. Wow. I think that's also the theory of how water got on Earth. They came from... I think it came from comets, because when you see comets, comets are all water. And I think, like, millions of years of us getting hammered by comets. Huh. Like, you know when you see the trails of comets? That's literally ice d- and debris coming off of that comet. I didn't know that. Yeah. Literally, the more you know. The more you know. a comet. Yeah. But it, they think that about mushrooms as well. They think that spores uh, can survive yeah. in a vacuum. Mm-hmm. So if something, like, say if some spores were attached to a rover yeah. and we su- shot it off to move to the moon or something like that, and it, it got there somehow or another, if there was the right conditions for that thing to grow, that they could actually survive the trip and then grow on the moon or on yeah. Mars or anywhere where there would be water and sunlight and atmosphere. Like Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, spores are even weirder, right? Because spores create mushrooms, and mushrooms actually breathe oxygen and yeah. breathe out carbon dioxide. Mm-hmm. They say they're they're closer to an animal than they are to vegetables. Yeah, that's uh, that's I've thought about that when I've when I've eaten magic mushrooms. Yeah. a lot. Where it's yeah. like I basically just ate an animal. Well, you also feel like it's taking like it's alive inside of you, communicating yes. with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Don't, yeah. don't you feel like that? Like, yeah. it's not as simple as I'm getting high. No. Like, when I smoke weed, I feel like I'm getting high. Yes. When I eat mushrooms, I feel like I'm entering into the thought process of an alien creature. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You you put on, like, a spacesuit on the inside, yeah. in a way. And, it, and you're you're evolving a certain way, if only for, like, seven or eight hours or yeah. something. Yeah. Do you ever microdose? No. I, I have friends that, that do. Ron, Ron White's big into that. Oh, is he? Every day. <laughs> You, I found myself a good kind of medicine. Oh my God, Ron, Ron White kills me, man. I just you just picked the most random name you could have, but I'm just like that makes perfect sense. He's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. He's he's a real comedian mm-hmm. in in that he's always a mess. He's yeah. beautiful. He's always hilarious. Yeah. His relationships are always full chaos. Full chaos. He's always drunk. He's always a peach. Yeah. He's always the nicest the guy. The nicest he's guy. He's never had any attitude with no. a- any comedian ever and always just he's, – he's, he's, like, he's like America's wisecracking drunk uncle. Yeah. But not racist. No. You know? No. He's beautiful. Yeah. I love that guy. Me too. Me too. I, 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 it was almost like, you know, there's certain uh, – mystical gateways and, and signs you see that are like, oh, hey, things are going to be okay. Uh, where there's, I saw the magic monkey in the tree. I landed in Las Vegas with my wife, and she loves Vegas, and we went to the cab line, and just standing there is Ron White smoking a cigar, as if the city put him there. <laughs> like he's waiting for a limo, but he was just to there. Greet people. Yeah, which they should, you know. <laughs> they, they should just make a Ron White hologram as you drive yeah. into the city. Where he's he, there all the time. 
Uh huh. He's there all the time during um, the rodeo. If you're in, yep. if you're in town for the that's, rodeo, Ron White's at the Mirage. That's usually my, that's <laughs> my, my wife's birthdays in uh, in early December, and that's always when the rodeo is. Yeah, well, that club's awesome. Do you mm-hmm. ever do you work the Mirage? Do you ever uh, go there? Uh, I've I I opened for uh, Tosh there. Yeah, once. the Terry yeah. Fedor Theater. Yes, that's a badass place. It really is. Yeah, it's just like a a perfect. Perfect size theater for comedy. Like, yeah, it's like a thousand seats, not too big, mm-hmm. but it's all like right in front of you. Yep. I used to work the place where they do the uh, um, the Ka Theater where they do the Cirque du Soleil. Oh yeah. But it's too cavernous. Yeah. Like it, it actually cost me money to work at the Mirage, and I'd rather do that because then it's fun. Yeah. The other I mean, one was just too big. That's what people don't think about in terms of. I think like we only think about that comedians and promoters, like the the architecture of a good comedy room. Yeah. You know, like generally speaking, comedy clubs lower ceiling. Yeah, like the OR. Mm-hmm. The OR at the Comedy Store. Yeah, it's perfect. Or, uh, do you ever do comedy works in Denver? Yeah, love flawless, that, flawless. Flaw. They nailed it. Yeah, La Jolla Ac- Comedy Store. Yes, flawless. Acme in Minneapolis. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, Acme's got a few pillars that are a little annoying. That's true. That's true. It's a huge <laughs> building, but the ceiling height is just right. They got wide ass pillars. You're like, what if I'm sitting right here? I got to do this to watch the show. I got to <laughs> yes. lean left. You worry about who's behind it. Yeah. It's like doing comedy in the round. I'm always like, I feel like I have to keep spinning, you know, to get yeah. around the show. I've only done that a couple times, and it always feels weird. I hate it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I need people in front of me. Yeah. You know? It's awkward. Uh huh. Yeah. There's a good theater in Phoenix, though. The Hollywood Theater. They do that in the round. Okay. Louis we did one of his specials there, one of his HBO specials. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember that one. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was, that, that's crazy because that's huge theater in around. It's not yeah. that big. Really? I think it's 2,900. Okay. I don't even think it's that big. It might not even be 2,900. Maybe 2,700. Find out, young Jamie. Maybe I'm wrong. But I know Sebastian, I think he did theater in the round in Madison Square Garden. God bless That's that dude. 18,000. Jesus. Four shows. Boom. Ugh, so good. Boom, boom, boom. He's one of those guys that like back when no one knew where he was, who he was, you know, three years ago or so, like I, I would make a point to stick around and watch him at the store because he's so fun. He's a great guy, too. Yeah. He's another guy like no one begrudges. If you begrudge Gra- Sebastian his success, you're probably a shithead. Well, and you probably don't like fun. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I, I have such a blast watching him because it's just, it's like he's like a silly ballet dancer. Yeah. Like making up all these <laughs> all these stories and through his, his facial expressions yeah. and, and, and how he, uh, his, his physical comedy is just par excellence. I love it. Yeah, and he's always annoyed. <laughs> like everything is annoying to him. Like that's yeah. his whole thing. Yeah, yeah, that's it. It's just, everything around him just pisses him off. Yeah, if he ever achieved peace, uh huh, like peace of mind, it'd be terrible for It'd be his awful acts. for his. <laughs> like, what would you do? Yeah, you know, I used to legit think about that when I was starting out. When I was starting to do comedy, like uh, I wanted to meditate and to try to do these different things, but I thought that's got to be bad for your act. I should probably not. That's do That's crazy. Things. Yeah, yeah. I, I know. Like uh, I remember guys saying, like, "Oh, don't don't be healthy." Right. It's bad for your act. Yeah. You want to feel like shit. Yeah. The only time you feel good is when you're drunk. Right. That's it. You want to be depressed? Mm-hmm. You want to be angry and lonely? So you, Smoke cigarettes. Desperately need their attention on stage. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. the only place you live. We're all fucked anyway. Who cares? Well, some of my favorite acts were like really depressed. Like Richard Jenner's one of my all-time favorite acts. He was yeah. super depressed. Went mm-hmm. up killing himself. Yep. You know, and just like, God damn it. Yeah, it was it was maddening when I when I heard the news because he was one of those he was one of those go tos that I could mm-hmm. just you know I, I I get fed up with comedians that aren't fans anymore. That right, like, me I, too. I were a guy yeah. in, in Chicago who 
Uh, you ever have those people you you start out around and you're like you just look at them and you never say it but you're like I never want to be you man never yeah. and he would be the back and just go would go ha funny like is it because you right. didn't laugh you made a right. noise like laughter but you yeah. see everything as a competition so it's like and I, <sighs> yeah. I, I I love I love watching good comics whoever they are and like yeah. Jenny Richard Jenny was one of those guys that's just like this guy's an ace you're like Brian Regan where it's like I'm never not gonna laugh yeah. He's such a sweetheart, too. Yeah. We've talked about this on the podcast, but I think what that came from was there was a famine mentality that existed in like the 80s and the 90s, because the only way you could become successful is if you got on The Tonight Show, yeah. and there was only one slot a night, yeah. and there's only five nights a week, and then it, they don't always have comics on either. And yeah. then the only other way you could get successful is if you got a sitcom. Right. Or you got an HBO special, which only famous people got. Right, yeah. yeah. That was the that was the highest yeah. echelon. You had to be Seinfeld or Kinnison or someone big to get yeah. an HBO special. So for a regular schmo like you or I, <laughs> back then, it was like, what do you do? How do you make yeah. it? And so everybody was dog eat dog. Yeah. It was all, and I think somewhere along the, like the early to mid 2000s, that shifted. Yeah. And it shifted because of the internet. That's true, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. It is. It is the internet. I I kind of thought of it as an organic thing from, you know, because uh, the comedy boom happened because disco died, and you could basically fill a a, a a huge room with just a spotlight and a mic and one dude, you know. Mm. Uh, and these guys still had that space, and they were just raking in hand over fist because people just they didn't want to disco dance anymore, and it it had just died a horrible death. It was too much. Uh, cocaine. Like everyone, cocaine, and and everyone did disco. Like Kenny yeah. Rogers did a disco song, which is like everybody. Kiss did know. a disco song. Yeah, I know. And and so I thought it was because that kind of faded out. We kind of uh, just came to our senses as audience members and comedians. But you're right; it is the internet. Yeah, that's the, what changed it. Well, the internet came along, and comics started promoting themselves. And someone who really deserves a lot of credit is Dane Cook. For sure. Dane Cook was the first guy to really become famous through the internet. Yep. And then everyone, including me, started paying attention going, oh, like this is another way. Like yeah. even though there is the regular way of television shows and movies and all that stuff, there's this way too and this way just made at the time, he was the biggest selling comedian of all time. Yeah, he spent like 20 grand on a website, which yeah. to me at the time I was like, who has that Insane. kind of money? That's and why? Yeah. Buy a car, but yeah. he was the smart one and he also spent all day responding yes, to people online. Everybody. And then, you know, built up this reputation for doing that. Yeah. And, and then promoted the shit out of himself through MySpace and all these different ways that he promoted, you know, mm -hmm. the, the shows and stand up and then became gigantic. Yeah. And then everyone else around two thousand three or four, that's when we all started to jump in. Right. And comics had MySpace accounts yeah. and comics had Facebook pages and mm -hmm. and I you know, I had a website in the nineties. I had a website way back in the night, but I basically just wrote blogs on it and yeah. I had a message board and fucked around on the message board. But what he did was use it as a business vehicle. Right. Like an a way to actively promote himself. Mm -hmm. So then somewhere in the mid-2000s, comics started doing internet things, like little internet shows, like Crackle was a thing, and they were doing little online things, and then people were working with each other more. Yeah. So instead of comics being like competition, there, were, there was camaraderie. Sure. We were doing each other's stuff, and then podcasting took it over the top. Yes. Once that happened, then everybody realized, oh, you can really help each other. Yeah, and you yeah. don't have to use, I feel like in between there, 
Uh, one thing you one thing you left out was the, the amount of the rise of what you call the internet comedian, which where they just kind of would make blogs and they had people that would edit them so they they would be funny. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. You and yeah. I have come up over you know twenty odd years doing stand up, where you learn timing, you learn how to read an audience, the ebb and the flow, your brain waves, and how to pick when to say something and how you know because timing is everything. Yeah. With with uh, an internet video, you can have an editor just go nope here 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 right. he should have said that fast. And it's it's this thing that kind of vaunted these kids into you know YouTube millionaires if they were lucky, but sometimes they'd go on the road and people were like, sometimes what's going on? Every you know? single time they'd eat plates of shit. Yeah. <laughs> like you can't just do that's like learning karate in your basement, practicing in the mirror, yeah. and then going to fight in a tournament. It, it's like those guys. I saw that 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 thing you put up online of those 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 tutorials, horrible tutorials. Oh, fake martial arts. Come at me, yeah. slap slap slap. Oh. You know, it's like that's that. Exactly it, it's like, like that. that guy entering, right. you know, the square circle fight. with a, someone who knows what he's doing. Are they still doing that style of video where they edit constantly and make those YouTube videos where it's constant edit, 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 where they cut out all the pauses? Is that still a thing? I mean, it's there's all sorts of styles on YouTube. So yeah, I could find you a hundred yeah, videos of that. But, yeah, but yeah. Like, I, it, remember it, when that was like the primary sure. way these people were doing these blogs? Everybody had it was like then you had blah 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 like everything was edited. Sure, like, yeah, and it would cut to it's almost like yeah. watching watching Family Guy yeah. where uh, you know Peter would be like that's that time I was into disco and it cuts to him yeah. and he's like jacking off on a disco floor yeah. and cuts back. <laughs> yeah, you know it was like that because so, you yeah. could just do that. Yeah, we have to say it on stage. We mm -hmm. have to have a segue and blah blah blah. We right. can't just hit a click and it, you cut to me beating off and then back to me in the audience you yeah know? I've, I've watched a couple people recently try to transfer that doing stuff in front of a microphone in front of a video camera to going on stage for the first time i've watched that uh -huh. it's, it's terrifying it's terrifying uh and and it it kind of breaks the covenant of an audience because anytime like I have a I have a an opener who's like they're like I'm I'm actually fucking nervous and blah 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 you know do you still get nervous and I'm like yeah of course of course I'd be a sociopath if I didn't get nervous almost every time but you know you just you fight through it and it's fine but I always tell them look man the audience is rooting for you yeah like they want you to do good yeah you know that's the thing that people forget they think you're they think every time you're on the road it's it's an away game unless you're a hot girl <laughs> yeah. That's the hardest road for stand-up is a hot girl. Yeah, it's tough. Hot girl with like showing some cleavage with a skirt. Good fucking luck. Yeah, because guys just don't take them seriously. That yeah, sucks. guys are going to be like, what, you're funny too? I'm funnier than you, and I could Hold fuck on. you. Hold on, yeah. If I could fuck you, maybe yeah. I'd like that's you better. A, that's it, yeah. It's a, a perfect male privilege. Like, <laughs> that's not what I want from you. Yeah. I want sex. Well, yeah. the, there's that's a weird look too. Like a girl with a, like long legs and a miniskirt and high heels on stage telling jokes it is strange that doesn't work well your your overly attractive comedian male or female has always been a little weird to me yes there yeah. there are people that I, they're undeniable and i'm like all right cool you know but right. it's like part of me kind of a little too handsome there fella a little too there, there was a guy who <laughs> when kyle and i moved to la and we were roommates there's a guy that had a show and he, he was a comedian and and a physical trainer and he sent he emailed both of us like we were like hey can we get booked on your show and he emailed both of us just he must have taken every email uh, uh, in his in his in his book and just sent it out a blast of his. If you need 
if you need to get fit, and the picture was a picture of him shirtless under a waterfall, like head back. Ah! Like, uh, <laughs> like someone's coming at him. And I was like, fuck <laughs> this guy. And as I'm saying, fuck this guy, Kyle, all caps, goes, take me off your list and just sends it. That's all he said. Because I was like, uh, yeah, he's just he's like. a waterfall. This, uh, this look in a waterfall. I'm so in touch with nature. Sometimes I go backpacking by myself. My. My my favorite, or probably one of my top five onion headlines was uh, the the trucker guy that's like, why do those homosexuals keep sucking my cock? <laughs> and, it, and, 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 and if you read the article, one of them, the second paragraph was, I'm just hanging out with a bro under a waterfall. We're enjoying the day. All of a sudden, he's sucking my cock. Like, what the hey, hell, man? Hey, bro. Under a waterfall. Not cool. I'll think of that every time. Yeah, men under waterfall. waterfalls with their head back, like, especially if they have long hair, uh-huh. they're like flowing through their locks yeah and they tighten up their abs so you can see their abs real good yeah and it's like did you take it did you take it i'm still i'm flexing my core as hard as i can let me know when you're done super spiritual oh gut comes out basically (laughs) plant-based super spiritual out here there was a thing there he is that guy's taking it in the mouth though that's like a kid (laughs) that's like a kid in thailand that's like a a elephant coming on you want you want want like the muscular white dude see that's more like it oh handsome man feeling good Look at a girl. But it doesn't bother me at all when a girl's doing it. Get that girl back. <laughs> Look at her. Hey, Weird. you go, girl. So Keep, strange. Live your best life. Mm. <laughs> under that waterfall. <laughs> it doesn't bother me at all. I see a girl under a waterfall with her hair back like that. Not even a t- tinge of disgust. I don't, see, I don't even mind the guy under the water. Like, that guy's just having fun. Yeah. That guy's not, like, right. he's not going, wait, what are you doing? Look at me. Right. Come back. He's not being Check Mr. Spiritual Man. Like, the one no. below it with his arms down. Yeah. Right, right below there, Jamie, on the bottom. Bottom row, yeah. That guy looks like he's having a good time. Yeah, like, yeah that's a fun dude. Fucking party, he's bro. Super high. Why the world needs happy men? That's the what kind of fucking article is that? I mean, who wrote that? Some depressed dude right about to shoot himself. He's got a gun sitting on on the desk right next to the laptop. It's like, why the world needs happy men? <laughs> What's? I'm trying to think who would write. It's like, yeah, well, of look course, that guy. That dude's the rad. Bird. Yeah, fat. That's oh, Bert wishes he was that, that is skinny. a dangerous amount of belly. <laughs> <laughs> Bert fucking loses all this weight every year. Yeah, we do this weight loss thing. Oh, this no, I, October I, I follow thing. along. You're crazy. Last yeah. year with the hot yoga, and he fucking gains it all back every year. Yeah, every I, year. He gains I saw it him back. at Soul Cycle with his fat wife. As fuck. Yeah, and he just. I mean, that's it's unbelievable. He keeps telling me because he, he sent he sent out a mass uh, text test the other day. We have a, there's a group on my phone called the Sober October Group. It's nice. a, it is one of the best text message threads ever. It's ruthless. Yeah, it's Segura, Ari, me, and yeah. Bert. Yeah. And uh, and look at him. Something's burning with Bert Kreischer. That burn is not calories. That's what's not burning. No. Um, but he sent out this message the other day. Like, I miss the heart rate monitors. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably home, home drunk, <laughs> yeah. watching Saving Private Ryan. So you know, sensitive. What the fuck am I doing, hey, man? Hey, you, you, you guys, you guys talking without me? What are you doing? Yeah, he's yeah. like this. What's going on over hey. there? Hey, guys. God, I miss you guys. I love Bert, man. He goes out. He'll do a comedy club and then go out and tell everyone where he's going to drink. And then he meets <laughs> them at the bar, takes his shirt off. In Ottawa, it's like 150 degrees below zero. Yeah. He drinks with them all and uh-huh. then leaves. He's like, I love you, I love you, I love you. And then he gets in his tour bus. I, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't go to the second location. You know, I'll, I'll hang out at the club a little bit and take pictures of stuff yeah. with people and like, have a beer. But like, I'm, and people are like, hey, you should go to our bar. Nope. 
Yeah, I'm not Bert, going. I've done it in the past. I used to do it in the past, but after a while, it becomes untenable. Yeah. And Bert, well, you can't. Because yeah. you're, you're playing like 5,000, 10,000 seaters now. It's too, like, yeah, that's a lot of pictures. You, you can't. You're, I, watch, I, I, I watch Joe Coy hanging out with, um, where I'm like, they're going to kill him. Like they're gonna they're gonna tear his clothes off like Elvis used to almost get shredded by female nails. Yeah, you know, like there's so many people trying to get a selfie with him, and he just played a stadium, and he's just outside. Wow, just like dude, just Joe, just Does careful. He have security? Yeah, he's got he's got some people with him for sure. But tasers and whips yeah. and shit. <laughs> Jesus, yeah, different, different, be... uh, different. He has the there's like a lady taser. It's not as strong. And there's like a dude taser <laughs> for the various kinds of fans. Yeah, you got to be careful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's uh, but God bless him. I mean, that's kind of how he got that big. The thing about Bert's fans though is that Bert's fans are all drunk too, right? So they're probably not even going to know what to do or yeah. they don't remember. And yeah. if they were going to kidnap him, they give it up when they meet him. Yeah, the next day they check their phone, like, oh, that <laughs> selfie's all blurry and shit. Like, yeah, well, your hand was shaking from the DTs yeah. while you tried to take it. So Bert, you think come back to town just real quick? Give me a selfie. Give me a selfie. Come on, Bert. Trying Listen, to dress up my Facebook. Bert. My wife's not talking to me, Bert, and uh, your joke's the only thing keeping me going. And uh, the heart's not too strong these days. Uh, mm. The doc doesn't say I have long, so plus you can I'm come around. Writing this article for Vox about why the world needs happy men. <laughs> I got three bullets in the chamber. I'm just spinning it once every six hours. Like, no, no, Russian roulette's one bullet, no, not no, mine. Three bullets. Nah, not Vern's, not Vern's roulette. Mine's with three bullets. I was thinking that the other day about marriage, that marriage is essentially Russian roulette with three bullets. Because <laughs> one's going to die first? 50% of marriages end in divorce. Oh, okay. And then there's the Chris Rock line. That's just, he goes, that's just the people that had the courage to get out. Yeah. He's like, how many cowards just stay and suffer? Yeah. Yeah, so true. true. True Catholic, so true. Yeah, and this is coming from a guy who's happily married. But that's when I see, when I see people about to get married, I go, Oof, "Good luck." Yeah. Well, you're married. Yeah. As I said, yeah. this is coming from a guy who's happily married. Yeah. Yeah. It okay. works. It see, can I work. thought you were talking about Chris Rock, and no, I'm like, no, no, he's divorced. He's not, no, he's divorced. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, but me, I see people get married, and I'm like, Eesh. oh yeah. It's... I always assume it's not. I always tell people like, yeah, I'm married. I'm happy. I love it. Don't do it. Yeah. Don't do it. It's too risky, that, dude. That's why I got to have you on advice from a dipshit yeah. because. Uh, Amanda will call through and she'll get like marriage advice. We have a lot every single month that people call in and say, "Hey, man, should I? Shouldn't I?" Blah, you can't. Blah. You can't give people advice because first of all, there is no fucking way I know how you actually are together when you're alone. I don't know right. that. So, but I it's don't... advice from a dipshit. Right. So basically, so can, I just I go by bad. myself and go, right. just make sure you're doing this, 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 yeah. and this, and then you're on your fucking own. Yeah. You know, you do not have, do not quote me. You should have Doctor Laura on your show. <laughs> have her be mean to people. <laughs> My God, be amazing. <laughs> She's I don't the, care. She's so mean. Yeah, she's brutal. She gives the meanest advice. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I, I need to have more of those tough love people mm. on the show. I always have these comics that, you know, who Santino was the meanest once. Of because, course. Because a guy <laughs> at fucking that, love that big, big leprechaun. He, I had uh, someone, someone called in and was like, you know, I get, we usually curb these, but like uh, we get a lot of like, how do I make it? Or when's the right time to move to LA or, or New York? Never. Or whatever, yeah, but too like, late. Yeah, but it's, missed the eighties. It's, it's like it's like I don't know, man. It's it's kind of up to you. And and this guy is like, I've been doing it like twelve years or something. And Andrew was just like, the it's message even finished. He goes, I would give up, man. I would honestly give up because this business will, will eat you alive. And I don't. And that is something I don't have the heart. I'm a sensitive guy. I don't have the heart to say that to anyone. To just say back it up and, and move on. You're, it ain't for you, you know. But Andrew was saying that, and it was kind of like, yeah, I, I appreciate his honesty, you know. Well, it's like. I, 
I just think that it requires uh, an obsession. Yes. Like if you're not like fully obsessed, mm-hmm. you're probably not going to put the thought process and the effort into it, and you're not going to survive the bombings. No. The bombings, like they test your soul. <laughs> It's just nothing worse than feeling that amount of hate where, where, where I remember being in New York in the dead silence and hearing a guy in the back be, be like, are you fucking kidding me? Can we fucking go home now? I mean, Jesus Christ, like audibly, audibly in the silence. Oh my God. Yeah. That's the worst. I just, and I hear that guy in my dreams. You I know? was bombing on stage once uh, and this guy goes, you're fucking terrible. <laughs> and uh, I was like, he's right. There's nothing I could say. Yeah. I didn't even respond. I'm like, Nothing I can say, dude. Yeah. I'm with you. I can't even pull myself out of this. Yeah. I got nothing. Yeah. I've, I, I remember Pat and Oswald being on stage at the, the first festival I ever did was a Chicago comedy festival. And I found, I found the booklet from it recently, like cleaning out my house. What year? And uh, 2001. And it was uh, Doug Stanhope, uh, Swartzen, uh, Tosh, Kyle. Who else? Fucking uh, uh, Bill Dwyer. Bunch of random like awesome people, but uh, Patton's on stage and and Marin back when Marin still drank. I think that was the last time he drank actually no, that weekend. Oh, Marin wasn't drinking back then. Marin wasn't drinking way back in the the eighties. No, did he start drinking again? Yes. Oh, that was like during the relapse period. I think. Oh, I remember because he talks about leaving the hotel and a friend who was at the hotel was like, "Yeah, man, when you left, your luggage was sweating." Like said it to Mary, because he was so hungover. But Patton was like, you know, doing what him and Marin were just dropping in and places. And this chick was so mad she got bumped. She's like, you fucking suck. And, he, and Patton's like, I agree with you. I agree with you. <laughs> she was mad at him because she got bumped. Uh huh. And, and, and so she was saying he sucked. Yeah, she's just screaming at him from the audience. And like, she just said, you get up, honey. Yeah, well, I mean, I was kind of like, this is a free form room. Yeah. I got bumped. But, but I get comic? to watch Patton. So she's a, a comic heckling? Yeah. yeah. Ooh. Oh, I know. She uh, never made it, did she? Nope. Nope. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, and and <laughs> but it was that thing that was like, if you say, I could be killing, and been one guy would be like, this guy fucking blows. And I'm like, I believe that guy. Uh, Damn it, I don't want to. It's the worst is when you're killing, you see one person in the front row like this. Yeah. <laughs> like an old lady. Like, Scowling. Like, what are you saying? Yeah. I had an old lady like that at the store the other day. Older lady. Like, she was like... Halfway into my act, she still had this look in her face like, I don't know. And then, <laughs> then I, hit her, I hit her with this one bit and this one bit and she throws her head back and then she's howling. I'm like, I got her. Yeah. Wow. I got nice. her. She didn't want to oh, give in. That's a, that's a good, yeah. that's a fun soda to crack. Yeah. When, when she was like all of a sudden like, ah! Best feeling. She gave in. Maybe it was the booze. Maybe the booze kicked in. Yeah. Comedy without booze. Boy, that would be a struggle. That would suck. I mean, our whole job is entertaining drinkers. I wonder what it would be like if we had liquor-free comedy nights. Have you played? You have to have played like those weed rooms. Yes. Yes. Like, those it, are too crazy. They're insane. We did the Toronto one, the yep. underground room. Yep. There was no air for the candles on the table. The candles were running on a promissory note. Yeah. There was no oxygen in the room. <laughs> no. It was all just weed smoke. I, I was on stage midway through jokes and having second thoughts. Of, like every linear thought was a tree branch yes. that was growing. Where yes. I'm like, which one do I follow? Well, not only that, what did I already talk about? Yes. Yeah, if you what, have I, what have I covered? 
already. I have no fucking idea. Do you guys know? Well, when I was doing it, I was doing it with Tripoli, and Tripoli was sober at the time. Okay. But we walk in this room, and the secondhand smoke is a fucking real thing. That's what I mean. Yeah. I hadn't hit a joint. Oh, you had I was going to wait till after my set. I don't like doing comedy high, and I felt I felt high on stage. And it's that thing where it's like, well, you just got to run with it. Yeah. You, can't, you can't fight the tide. Don't not, swim upstream. You're not getting any better. No. You just got to... Just no. keep going. Uh, I did. There's a show that a uh, guy, Andy Haynes, had called Midnight Run where you'd smoke right before you got on stage and you just hit this big joint. And I was doing great. And then I had this huge setup and then my brain just, the bottom fell out. Everything <laughs> fell out. All ideas, all thoughts, my name. And I just went, it was like, and then the, the girl turns to me. I got to go. And I walked in the middle of a no. setup, and that cru- it was a crushed ending because people were laughing so hard. Because you're they, so fucked up. Because I just pulled the ripcord. <laughs> I, I literally was like, I had a parachute that came out of my backpack that pulled me out of the room. Sometimes marijuana is your friend. Yep. And sometimes it'll fuck up your whole set. But sometimes it'll go, why? Why is that? Uh-huh. And then people go, yeah, why is that? And then you're off on this tangent yep. that you probably would have never been on. Uh-huh. And that tangent might be the best part of that set. Yeah. I mean, I think about people that were like uh, from very regimented backgrounds and went into the military, you know, in the 60s and then hit their first joint and went, this is dumb. Yeah. I hate this. Yeah. Where they, because that's the thing about, I found about marijuana is it introduced truths about myself that I found hard to face. Yeah. Uh, And they were minute, minute truths. They weren't anything big that I, that I was afraid of or something, you know, that like, I really want to kill someone or something stupid, but it was just little things that would like bubble up yeah and I, I think that's 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 the craziest thing about that plant to me well the idea that it makes you paranoid right that's it uh-huh it's the paranoia right oh i don't like pot it makes me paranoid i really think it makes you hyper aware yep. of all sorts of things you've been suppressing that's it because when i'm feeling good when i'm happy like i've been a good person i've been nice to people i've done the things i'm supposed to do i can get high and i enjoy the shit out of it but when i got loose ends uh-huh. when i got things that are fucking with me yeah. or, you know maybe like something that went wrong in my life or whatever and then i smoke pot then it just gets weird yeah and, and i i tend to not i don't smoke anymore and get and think about myself and get worried about me i think about the world and i yeah. think about way too big of issues and i work i think about maybe we're all fucked and you know everything and do you have children no once you have children then you start thinking about the future yeah like what is it going to be like for my children's children or my their children like like what what kind of toxic world are we going to be living in yeah yeah this progress that we're exhibiting right now mm-hmm. if it keeps going in the same direction i think we're living in a level in a level of anxiety as a human race that probably four or five years ago i would have been like we can't handle that but we're somehow handling it yeah you know well we're adaptable yeah I, i've definitely ways. learned that yeah. but it's the, the the amount of times i i I'm so happy for comedy. I'm so thankful that I'm a comedian and I'm around comedians that can kind of just just let the air out of me anytime. What did you do before you did comedy? I was uh, I, when I was I was an actor as I was a, when I was a kid, and then I went to school for acting, and then I went to Chicago and I got into improv and stand up, and that was it. Where I was like, I'll still do acting, but like this is this yeah. is where my yeah. heart is. You know, well, it's so much more fun. And it's so much if more fun, it. and it's so honest. Yeah, and it's so in the moment. I, mm-hmm. I, I've said this a lot uh, on here and there, but there is, you know, when you're on stage and you're going through a bit you've done fifty times, and you just drop it and go, you know what? Fucking, I had the worst diarrhea together today, or whatever. You know, like right. something that you just share, and and, and the crowd goes, oh, because. A defense attorney wrote this book, and one line in it was, the truth just sounds different in court. 
It just sounds different. Ooh. And it's the same thing for a comedian. When a person just goes, I don't think my wife loves me. And you'll get a laugh, <laughs> but it's like, fuck, he really yeah. believes that. And now the crowd's like, oh, yeah, good. Now this yeah. is the meat. You know, you, you, right. took the, you took the Cheetos off the table. Now you put the roast down. Now good. Now we have something to, to chew on. And that's the, the immediacy of that can't really be matched. Improv, maybe. Live theater, sure. But stand-up comedy is the, is the moment. Like Buddhism, like st- stay in the moment. Mm-hmm. In, in, in comedy, if you're out, if you stay out of the moment, you're no longer in the pole position. Your car is going to drive off the off the off the road because yeah. the ultimate bullshit detector is a crowd. Yeah, they, they know far more than they know they know. You know, I've been reading these articles written by these angry women about Louis C.K.'s comeback, and some of them have been going to his shows and writing uh, about uh-huh. the show. And one of them that I read today was from this woman in Pittsburgh. What I thought was fascinating, she said that he has uh, he doesn't allow people to bring cell phones. You know, they have those yonder pouches where you put your... Uh. And he, the, the woman's... Her her rationalization of this was, and she included me and Dave Chappelle in this, that we use those because we know that words offend, but we don't want the consequences, which is not what it is at all. No. It's you don't want people sharing your your material online because you're developing it yeah. and you're touring with yeah. it. Just like we-, we you And don't, jokes are a surprise. A musician doesn't yeah. want you recording them just noodling around before they finish this song. Right, but a musician's song, the difference is you can hear it over and over and over again yeah. and it doesn't lose any of the thing. You more actually to the point. enjoy it more. More to the point. But yeah. if you have a bit about diapers, right, and there's just like a very specific punchline about a diaper mm-hmm. and then they already know it they know that punchline and you're working out how to get to that punchline and how to set up the bit but someone leaked the audio already yeah like that like louis touring right now with that leaked set yeah which is weird Mm -hmm. right like what all that stuff about the parkland kids and i don't know if he's still doing those bits but he was doing some of those bits yeah like he has a bit about losing all the money and about uh, how he bought a gold watch like those bits like this woman referenced those bits in the article which yeah. means that she went to the show and he's doing the material from the leak which he sure. kind of has to do yeah because he's only if you wrote an hour over the last 10 months right. where he's been hiatus mm-hmm. what what does he do like what he can't he's touring right. so is he going to tour with a whole new hour get the fuck out of here yeah I mean, I feel like <laughs> I feel like he's he's quite obviously a special case because of his his behavior. Yeah, you know. Yeah. But it's it's almost like I will say that aside, you know, like uh, uh, I I have my problems with Louis and and what he's done and everything. But overall, I'm on the side of of free speech. And in terms of being comedians, I, we we can allow you to come in and film our shit or to record yeah. it, no matter who it is, because it's it, it's the. The larger thing is like everyone – one thing with comedy is everyone everyone, everyone thinks they're an expert. There's no other art form where someone's like, I know what the best shit is or I got a friend funnier than you. Right. You know? But in all fairness, if I go to see a movie – I'm not a movie maker. But if I go to see a movie right. and I think it sucks, I should be able to say, oh, that movie blew. True. But you're not allowed to go on set and film it yourself while they're filming it. Right. Well, and, you're also not allowed to bootleg it and then put it online. You'll right. go to jail. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and it really and, will. Yeah, and people uh, that that record our stuff, like uh, uh, Stanhope was was tweeting about that yes. about like how is this legal? Right after and, the Louis thing. Yeah, yeah. and and uh, you know Chappelle has that thing that like the Comedy Works has, where you come in with your cell phone, they put it in a locked pouch. Yes. you get the combo, you mm-hmm. get it when you leave. I was doing that before I did my Netflix special, Smart. but I was only doing it to really because I was tightening up my my set. 
and I didn't want any of it getting leaked right before the Netflix special. But once I filmed it, then I stopped doing it. Sure. Because I was like, it's too hard. It's yeah. It's too complicated, and it's just like, the internet is going to be the internet. Mm-hmm. It's just, you, it did make the show better, though. You know where it did make it better? Miami. Oh, really? Because in Miami, people are, they're such chimps. That they just kept getting up and walking out yeah. and to, to check their phone. So yeah. they'd get up, they'd go out to get their phone, they'd come back. And so they were all just like popping up and down. Uh-huh. Everybody's just trying to fucking do coke in Miami. Miami's That's all they're doing. insane, they're just dude. Miami will always be more insane than any given American city. It's just on another level. It's not America. It's forever young. It's yeah. forever It's forever Chaos. 21. Yeah. It really is like that. Like the name of that, that It's a cocaine store. city. <laughs> it is a cocaine city. I mean, mm-hmm. it's created by cocaine. There's more yep. banks per capita in Miami. Miami oh, I know. Than anywhere else because of cocaine laundering. Yeah, and and you you go there and they're like, uh, oh, you're gonna you're gonna go out tonight, and you're like, I'm out. And they're like, no, man, it's one a.m. Yeah, we're no, not going later. out till five. Yeah, what are you At five? What, what are you sixty years old? And you're like, yeah, what, what the fuck? The fuck? I, can't, I don't do that. You guys are crazy. I have a wife. They're all high. Yeah, they're exactly. All fucked up on coke and pills. Yeah, running around rampant. <laughs> you mentioned Chappelle, and we were talking about Bourdain before, and I will not say what the joke is, but. That guy is such an alchemist. Like he can just make gold out of lead mm. in terms of in terms of material. He had a Bourdain joke that made me double over laughing that, about the suicide. Ooh. That wasn't talking about Bourdain per se, mm. but about his own family member. Uh, I, like I don't want to blow the joke, right, but right. it was a, it was that thing where uh, apologies to people who are listening to this. I know you want me to say what it is, but I you know he's probably gonna do in a special, so I don't right. want to do that. But it was. It's testament to how with comedy there's always there's always a, a mission impossible. There's yeah. always a topic like you cannot make fun of this. Right. And someone found a way and it wasn't disrespectful. And it, I was just like, God damn it. You yeah. know, you, he'll just say these setups that you're like, Whew, where are you going with this one? Jesus Christ. Yeah, the idea that you can't make fun of something is crazy. Like yes, you can. You just you might do it wrong, but someone can do it right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean it might might not be your style, but someone can do it. Like, uh-huh. you know, everybody's got a. There's so many weird styles. One of the beautiful things about comedy is the fact that styles are so personal. Yes, you know, like Dave Attell might be able to do a bit that you know Sebastian could not do. It, it's just not in his wheelhouse. Dave Attell is pro- probably the funniest man on earth. He's one of them for like, sure. That dude just just kills me. Yeah, like every time. He just, yeah, he's another magician. He just pulls shit out of the air, and he's so prolific. Yeah. Just always writing, always, always to- tuning things. It'll call yeah. you up and go, "Hey, you ever heard something like this before?" Because <laughs> yeah. like it just it'll come too <laughs> yeah, easy. He, he just wants to make sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, <sighs> yeah. The comedy is so beautiful in that it really is an art form that you can't learn anywhere. Like you have to learn it yourself. Yeah. It's not like you can learn how to play the clarinet. You go and you take classes and then uh, you practice music. Right. You don't have ever created anything, and you could play beautiful clarinet music. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to ever have invented a single song, and you could just go out there and make a living yeah. playing the clarinet. Well, and you don't learn to play a cr- clarinet in front of an audience. Right. You don't bring it to the clarinet open yeah. mic and doo-doo-doo, fuck yeah. you. You have to learn in front of people. Uh-huh. Yeah, you, you, you're not going to get up there and play Flight of the Bumblebee right away. Is there anything else where you have to learn in front of people like that? I mean, even basketball, you practice in the gym. Yeah, <laughs> there might be a couple friends hanging out. Yeah. But yeah, there's, it's, yeah, it is. The only... Only art form I can think of that you get you can only get better in front of a crowd. It's fucking crazy. It's really crazy. And there's no classes. All classes that you take are useless. Really? They're all taught by fools. Yeah. They're all 
sorry, folks, teaching comedy classes. Yeah, I, I've had friends who ha- who have been. Uh, John Roy writes stuff online that I think is really illuminating that teaches you what the business is really like and 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 what the best comedy is from a comedian's perspective. But he's not. He just puts them up there for free. Yeah, he's not sitting in a room. Someone can give you a coat, like a good comic can coach you. Yeah. They can say, hey, man, you know that bit? If you just came at it this way, maybe yes. that would be an oh, yeah. easier way. Like Neil yeah. Brennan is yeah, a genius yeah. that oh, yeah. way. Yeah. And, and I, I did that for um, for a show where a guy who was – he was more of like – he's entertaining, but his, his, his delivery and stuff was kind of like a TED Talk. And he was doing like a – he was going to do a show. He did a pilot where it was just him kind of talking about the news and stuff. And, and basically, I, they brought me in to kind of just loosen him up. Mm-hmm. To make it, you know, like the best comedians, it, it's like the funniest person at a party, or uh, how you, you're you're as natural in front of your friends after a couple beers as you are on stage, right? You right. know, so I just had to fuck, and it was just it was like like untightening muscles on this guy, where I'm just like, nope, nope, you're 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 leaning into the funny, you're trying, to, you're getting loud, and you think that's fun, no, no, just right. you know, so it, it was fun, that was fun, just coaching someone. It's hard for people to see how other people are seeing them. Yeah. Sometimes that's one of the reasons why people like to avoid recordings or films. They don't want to watch themselves. Because you watch yourself and you're like, yuck. Oh, it's the worst. <laughs> you watch an edit of your special? I have. Because you already know the joke, so oh, they, they're not funny to you. They don't dude, hit you. I, I have a special coming out February 5th called uh, Finally, Li- Finally Live in Portland. And What's it coming out on? Uh, it's com- it's going to be like Gaffigan's, oh, like okay. everywhere. So Amazon Prime, yep. all that jazz. Uh-huh. Google iTunes. Play, iTunes, all nice. that jazz. Yeah, and I'm psyched. That seems to be the trend. Yeah, a I lot mean, of people are doing that. I was just tired of waiting. Where I had, I had Netflix and Comedy Central. They both, I have good relationships with them, but they're like, our roster's full for this year. We'll try for next year. And I'm like, man, it's it's the per- first part of the year now. Yeah. I can't. I'm just going right. to dump, do it, and 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 Hinchcliffe is going to do yeah. the same thing. Smart. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's and Callan too. Callan just did the same thing. Nice. It's like you get to a point where you're like, "Look, I gotta go." I get it that you guys have yeah five Hannah Gatsby specials on the back <laughs> burner, ready to rock and roll, about to, about to wake people up. But I gotta make my thing. Yeah, yeah. and but to the point. Besides my obvious sneaking in a plug there, I like watching the cut of it with a with an editor. I'm oh, death, death, death. People are like, "What's I your favorite it. joke on it?" None of them. Hate them all. I hate all those jokes. But that's because you're good. Oh, Any people who suck, they love everything they do. <laughs> this, like, they do. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shit on Bobby Lee real quick, even though we, we love Bobby. Uh, I love him, but and it's not even shitting on him. It, I admire shit it. on him. Bro. When, when, we were, when we were on when we were on Mad TV together, Eric Price and I were both on there. We got hired the last season, and then they canceled it. <laughs> Make of that what you will. But uh, uh, when we worked with Bobby, when he didn't have his dick and balls out eating a salad, he would watch playback and would just watch himself and be like, <laughs> to the point where Keegan-Michael Key, me, and Eric would just point, point at him and go like, me, <laughs> me, it's me. He would literally laugh at his own shit, and I, I admired that about him. I'm just like, I could never. It's a mental delusion. He's got something wrong with his brain. <laughs> he uh, he needs to put out a special. I've been telling him forever. I'm oh, like, yeah. dude, you are one of the best stand-up comedians alive, and you don't have a special. And he, he still goes to clubs and is like, can I just do 20 minutes? And the owner's like, fuck no. What we're paying you? You do an headline? hour. Yeah. He, he asked if he could do 20 minutes. He'll do over an hour, but he's always he's just so down on himself. He's like, I don't think I got it. Can I just do like 20? Can you let this guy do 45? He really says that yes. when he goes to a club and last, people are there to see him. Last I checked, yeah. Because he's just so down <laughs> on himself. So crazy. And then he'll get up and just crush. 
He's so funny. I talked to him about it. I was like, why don't you do this? I, I, I'm going to. I'm going to. I'm like, you're not going to. No. You've been telling me you're going to for years. No. I've known Bobby Lee for 20 plus years. Yeah. He's never put out a comedy special. That's insane. Yeah. Bobby Lee almost got me killed at a strip club in San Diego. <laughs> I, we were, first time I, I met I, him. I already believe it. B, yeah. continue. We were in our 20s. And... Uh, <laughs> And uh, uh, I met Bobby Lee down there at the La Jolla Comedy Store, and then we went out after the show. This is probably like 90, late 90, somewhere. Right. And we went out uh, afterwards, went out to the strip club, and there was this Mexican gentleman with a tattoo on his face in the 90s, which is rare. <sighs> and he had long, straight black hair. Wow. And, and he had a look in his eyes like he's killed people. Yeah. And uh, I'm, a, a good, I'm, a, I, I'm a good at sniffing out danger. I'm like, that's real danger. And Bobby was hitting on his girl. He was trying to get a lap dance from his girlfriend. God damn at, it. I mean, in Bobby's defense, it's at a strip club. But this girl was apparently his girlfriend at uh, a strip club. And Bob, yeah. and uh, the guy stood up, you know, and he stood up and he said something to Bobby. And Bobby comes over. He's like, fuck that guy. And I looked at the guy. I looked at Bobby. I go, I'm getting out of here right now. <laughs> and he's like, either, I go, you either come with me or you, you're going to walk home. I'm like, fuck you. Yeah. I go, I'm not getting killed for you. No. And we, we all ran out into the car. And I, I had a Toyota Supra at the time. And I got in my car, and Bobby's like, that guy ain't going to do shit. I'm like, get in the fucking car. <laughs> well, I'm like, dude, you don't understand danger. You're, you're going to get everyone killed. It's guys like you. Yeah. Bo Bobby Lee's one of those guys that has no spidey sense. None. None. Zero. Uh, the, you know, I, I have very strong where it's tingling, where I'm like, oh, I'm about to get jumped. Yeah. I need to just abandon my pride and run down the street This right one now. Was, a, was a real one. I was like, oh, this guy's like a gangbanger. Like, this guy's yeah. a he had tattooed tears. He was <sighs> legitimately scary looking. Yeah. Even if he was bluffing, I'm, I'm, what is this? This is a video like what would happen. This big guy right here, he just he gets pissed off, and he basically knocks everyone out here in the bar. And like not, nobody can do anything about it. Oh, God. He just starts oh, fighting Jesus. one guy. One guy's like, hey, you oh, need to stop. Knocks this guy out, knocks that guy out. Starts beating up a guy over here well, in the he's booth. just beating people up for no reason. Yeah, someone Gee. must have pissed him off. He was oh, dancing at the beginning of the video. Oh, he's no, like, He's dude. not doing anything. This he's guy can't out. even fight. This yeah. That's the right thing. Is well, he's, he's just telegraphing every punch. <laughs> I'm not even a fighter, Everybody's but... letting him punch him. Jesus well, they're all drunk as shit, too. Oh, they're bumping into him. Oh, man. Oh, he's a fucking a drunk guy nudged four you. Four in the morning or something like that. Oh, he's oh. a dick. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, but that's what could have happened in that situation. Yeah. Could have fucked everyone up. You have to send this to me, because that looks like my friend Vince Averill, who's a comedian from the Midwest. What he's got that asshole. same kind of balding, same size. That's, he's like punching little kids. Yeah. Like a giant punching little kids. Yeah. One of my favorite videos of a bar is a girl and a guy. The guy got in this girl's face, and she grabs his, his collar and headbutts him unconscious. She grabs and goes, wham! Wow. And the dude just drops. It's fucking hilarious. Like, that bitch must have grown up in a hard family. Yeah. Because this guy is way bigger than her, and it was a dangerous thing to try. And she just grabs his collar and fucking slams her forehead right into his nose. I think you can, you can get away with that if you're a lady. You know what I mean? Because no, it's like because it's guy. Well, no, not that it's excusable. Don't but, uh, do it. But like you're giving bad advice. I'm not saying do it. I'm <laughs> is saying, this it? I'm saying I she think this is it. Yeah, watch this. Can't really see it that well, the guy like put. They get closer to us. Look at this. Bam. Boom. <gasps> KO'd. Wow. Go to sleep, bitch. Holy shit. And look at her just strolling away. Yeah, that girl's done that before. And that guy's like, Sheila, you killed again. <laughs> yeah, whatever. We have to get you help. Whatever. Who's going to arrest me? You don't, you don't tell. He's moving. He's like, we, we didn't <laughs> give you bionic limbs to let you do this. Yeah, she's got a plate she's in her got head a plate from a car skull. accident when she was six. <laughs> she's, yeah. No, I'm saying like if a girl puts your hands in your chest, that guy had to be like, what are you going to really? <laughs> you he didn't see it coming. touch you. Yeah. 
Never let people touch you. No. Even if it's a girl. Girl grabbing you like uh-uh. that, be very careful. That's a red flag. Yeah, if someone does that, uh, you, you feel tension. Yes. You feel like they're about to do something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. If you're a dumb dude and you think you're invulnerable. Yeah. And then wake up with a shattered nose. You get headbutted into oblivion. <laughs> that was insane. The real scary thing is falling out. The, the 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 thing about getting hit is that yeah. you fall and your head bounces off uh-huh. the ground. That's the most dangerous thing. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm so tall. I would probably I would have permanent brain damage. Right, all the falling. Yeah, because you're kind of just you're you're just a sack, Dunk. just a sack yeah. of jelly. Maybe that's why Bobby's so cocky because he's not falling very far. That's it. He's yeah. just woken he up on the ground. Rolls like he tucks and rolls. He's like, I was talking to that guy, and I must have bumped my head on something because <laughs> I woke up in the alleyway. But I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever done his podcast? No. I got to reach out. He's a good dude. I love. I love hanging out. With I Bobby. hope he really does do a comedy special this year. I really do because he's yeah. so funny. I mean, he murders. To me, he's a no-brainer for Netflix. Yeah. No-brainer. Right. You know. Diversity. Hashtag there you diversity. Go. Yeah. And he's a nut. Yeah. He has great stories. Yeah. 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 He told me a story once about, uh, he, was, he was at Mad TV. They had a table read, and uh, he uh, hadn't slept in a couple of days. He'd just gotten back from Mexico. He had a giant Bowie knife, like, tucked into his shirt, and he was fucked up on pills, and he was just sweating. Oh. <laughs> He'd been up for days, and he's at the table read. Just, Jesus. And that was before he decided to clean his act up. Yeah. I, I was lucky enough to come across, like, well after those days, uh, and we they wrote they wrote a script to fuck with him. They gave him the wrong script with, like, extra lines, with a monologue that took up, like, the whole page. So that he would have to remember it? No, no. He just had to read it, and everyone's like... <laughs> Like, they tell everybody, like, don't worry about that part where he thinks he's a bird. And so Bobby's like, I'm a bird. I'm supposed to. And, like, the writer was coaching him, just, like, do the wackiest bird voice. And he's like, caw, caw, I'm supposed to fly, caw, and I'm a bird. And, I, and he looks up, and we're crying, laughing. And he sees someone script. He's like, fuck you, guy. And he threw the script across the room. And this I remember just taking script. pictures of him. Yeah, just to... <laughs> That they just did, I like on his birthday or something to mess with him. It was like the best prank. Wasn't Mad TV like the longest running sketch show ever outside of Saturday Night Live? It was, yeah. That's crazy. Uh-huh. Nobody watched it. It Ten it, people watched that it, show. It cost too much, I think. Is that what it was? Yeah, because they do a lot of like um, song parodies and things like that. And, and uh, it, it just, I mean, I wish it would have kept going. <laughs> but it was one, of, of course, you were working on you know, it. Yeah, but it but, was one of those things where it was like you'd see, here it was still on. You're like, whoa, that show's still on. Oh yeah, because I was on it with Brian Callen in 1994. Yeah, Brian Callen and Artie Lang, like 94, 95, 95. That's crazy. That's a long fucking time ago. Yeah, it is. And then all those years later, I'm like, what? It's still on, dude. When I got the call to audition, what I was year like, was this that? Is still on t- television? What this year? was 2008. That is fucking crazy. Yeah. 2009, it ended. 1995 to 2009. That's insane. Yep. We shot the last. They canceled it, I want to say, January of 2009. And it was, they canceled it on my, (laughs) they told everyone on my day off. Oh, so it was original network. It was on Fox. And why does it say the CW? They tried to bring it back. (gasps) Yeah. They tried to bring it back. Yeah. With like, what? Adam Ray was on it. What? And a couple people I don't know, but what? What is the CW? Is that real? Oh, look, there I am. Is that a, like a drug dealer's money laundering operation? The CW <laughs> network. What is that? <laughs> is it like those? Do yeah. you, I, I live south of Glendale, and there's a there's a banquet hall every two blocks. I'm like, there's some laundering. Yeah. Come on, that's got to be some some easy laundering right there. Banquet hall. They're just trying to figure out a way to get rid of money. Yeah. 
that you got to move it around mm-hmm. to justify their who's income. Who's to say there isn't uh, a wedding every yeah. uh, two weddings a day? A couple of weddings yeah. here, there. Sure. Yeah, you, well, that you you got to think that if you're a person in this day and age that you're selling drugs and you're trying to launder money, you have to be super sophisticated about it. That's the hardest part. If you're making millions of dollars selling drugs, mm-hmm. how do you... You know, you have to own, like, laundromats or something. Yeah. Like, you can't be like uh, Pablo Escobar moving the money from the bottom <laughs> to the top because it'll rot like fruit. Like, there's so many rats in there. I was at a... Uh, oh, this is the best way to describe this without giving anybody up. I was at a luxury automobile place. Ah. And uh, this one gentleman came in who is in the rap game. Sure. And uh, he, they had a large bag of money. <laughs> They were looking at Lamborghinis. I'm, I wasn't looking at Lamborghinis. They were like, Joe Rogan, you douche, you buying a Lamborghini? No. But they sell them at this place. And uh, this guy had a bat, and they were bringing out the, the money counter, a money counting machine. Yeah. So you could, yeah, like you know, Scarface. Like, like Scarface. Yeah. Like, this is how they were going to buy a car. That's fantastic. I guess if you're in the rap game, that's how they like to buy cars. Sure. They like to just, like, throw a duffel bag full of cash <laughs> and buy a car. And then you're, then you're done. Just yeah. like no, I have That's to wait mine. for the wire to come through. No, here you go. I uh, my my uh, my I used to work with a business manager who used to work with high end sports, uh, high end athletes, mm-hmm. and she's like, oh, like I was just like, can you set this up or some transfer? She's like, no, listen, you'll never make my job as hard as uh, trying to get a Lamborghini dealer to open at midnight in Las Vegas, where a client wants to buy one. Oh right, like, like somebody wins. Yeah. Or something go, hey, like, I want to buy a Lambo right now. Like, uh, yeah. Coked out of their fucking mind. Yeah. I'm gonna get married. I'm gonna buy a limo. Bright what do you got purple. This? Who is that? Picture this is future. He's a rapper. This is him holding yeah. a million dollars. Future is future is very very popular. There's future, and it looks like he's got some stray hundreds in that uh, ring finger. Yeah, slipping through his fingers. Do you like, think he has, a, he has like a, a fuck hole cut in the in the money? For, right, he's fucking that to money. really. Well, his pants are down very low, <laughs> yeah. as you notice. Good mate. Good good point. Yeah, he might be uh, might have a flashlight impaled into that stack of cash. So he's got a million dollars in cash. Yeah. How much have that? Didn't that Mike Tyson back in the height of his, his of his his heavyweight reign? He used to carry like something like twenty thousand dollars on him at all times, or something insane. That's normal, isn't it? Yeah. Well, it's for I, a rapper. It, twenty grand is that's light nothing. Money. But it, I'm talking the eighties. But like, right. I remember reading that in an article as a kid and being like, Christ. And I, I went through two thoughts. Isn't he afraid of getting robbed? Of course not. Right. Of course not. Who's going to rob, Who's Mike, gonna rob Tyson? Mike Tyson? Like Eventually, he will, he's going to find your, you unless you kill him. Yeah, he's going to he's going to find he's going to sit on you and punch your head until it's jelly. Well, it says broke. Yeah. That was after Fifty Cent filed for bankruptcy, yeah. right? Because like women were coming after him for child support, yeah. so he said he was bankrupt. Uh, but he also made hundreds of millions of dollars off of vitamin water. Yeah, he made a killing with that vitamin water deal. Yeah, he's got some. Weird bankruptcy thing. It was it was child support. Is that what got him know. in the end? And vodka. Uh, vodka. He, no, I don't think it got him. I think he was avoiding it. He never should have rapped. Have a baby by me, baby. Be a millionaire. I'll write the check for the baby comes. Who the fuck cares? Like what he, he said? said that. Says I mean mm. you're setting yourself up there. I guess he cares. Yeah. Well, the thing is, after a while, when you don't have a hit record out in like a decade, right? You're like, hey, this shit could dry up. Yeah. Like, maybe I need to go bankrupt and stop paying these ladies. He's <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a cash-only business. He probably has it all hidden. I don't know what he did. Like, well, the vitamin water thing isn't cash-only. I don't know how. How I do don't you make know hundreds of millions of dollars and then broke. say you're bankrupt? That's, I don't think he really is. 
I think I, I think your theory is probably sound of him I'm, just yeah. being like, yeah, I don't. Uh. I think it was literally because of that. Like someone was trying to hit him up either for alimony or child yep. support. He was like, I got an idea. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just going to hire some financial wizards <laughs> to yeah. work their sorcery. Yeah, dig a hole, bury it in the ground. It is weird that people give people money. Like like you break up and you go, okay, well now you got to give them money. Mm-hmm. Like I get it if you have a child to support. Totally makes sense. Right. But like if you dated someone for a couple of years and then you married them and then while you're married, you made a million dollars. They didn't make anything. Yeah. You're like, hey, I want half that money. Like what? It's but very we're not, strange. We're not together anymore. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I want money. Yeah. I want money from you. It's like, sorry, are you going to do half my set on yeah. the road from now on? No, no, no. So, but I want you to support my lifestyle. Oh. I'm used to a certain lifestyle. That's another thing that gets me. That's, People used to a certain lifestyle. The, the guy the guy who uh, Joan Collins... I don't know, 16th husband or something. I remember he that was his thing in court. Like, Your Honor, my client has grown accustomed to a certain lifestyle. And that was all over the news. And I was just like, oh, come on, dude. Accustomed. Like, you can't change. You cannot change. Right. There's no way you could live a middle-class life anymore. Mm-hmm. It's that Those days are done. Okay? It's upward. Yeah. It's upward. Only upward. Well, you probably can't you, you can't fly anything less than first class now, can you? Probably? I fly, yeah, I fly really? southwest sometimes. Oh, you do? Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a fucking plane, yeah. man. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. But I, I know people that if they have to sit in front, like I remember when, when uh, uh, during the, whatever recession or something, uh, there's some video of, of Puff Daddy getting on a plane and he was like, he's like, your boy isn't flying private. We got to fix these problems, man. I got to fly in first class. And he's like, why would I give a shit? Your boy isn't flying private. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah, it was amazing. Thank you. Thank you for tweeting about this. <laughs> I was worried about the government well, shutdown. Well, and yelling at yelling at a, and this was like ten years ago, but like yelling at a, at the whoever's filming him on TMZ, and and I think about the person that's in like Group D for that plane where they call you and it, it's just like you and like a stray dog that gets let on the plane. Was he saying he wasn't flying private because the money wasn't flowing? Because in? the the economy was low. Yeah, oh, that was God. his point. Yeah, yeah. And there's someone that's like, uh, I used my last check to get on this plane to see about a job offer in Tulsa. Oh, Jesus. He's one of those guys. Like, he had some fucking billboard on Sunset that was like, can't stop, won't stop. Right. And I was like, I already thought you stopped. I didn't know you didn't stop. <laughs> he he, that's going? his line. I thought I told you that we don't stop. Can't stop, won't stop. It's like, yeah, we, I told we, you that we don't stop. We know you. We, you told us we, we won't stop. But I thought you stopped. I haven't seen you in a while. You yeah. didn't stop? Yeah, while what's we, he been doing? While he wasn't around, he didn't stop. What does he uh, do? It was 2008 because the gas prices were too high, so he stopped flying private. That's what it was. Yeah. Thank you, gas prices. It wasn't okay. The economy. Yeah. <laughs> Got to fix his problems. Yeah, <laughs> for Puff Daddy if, or P Diddy or whatever. Like it is. if if I was playing stadiums or something like that in 2008, and I got on the plane and yelled at it like a TMZ thing, and someone just creased my brow with a brick, like just hit me in the face. Right, earned. Completely earned. I don't think you, you know, like that. Someone. Or, just, I don't think violence is the answer. That's true. I'm. 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 On, I'm, I'm speaking dramatically, but yeah. You know, it's almost like that guy. You ever been in line waiting to plane, and someone just starts playing music, and you're like, "Come on, man!" Yeah, like those rolling speakers, dude. On like the, a DJ at or the something. Gym. This is the thing that guys do at the gym. They bring their own small speaker no. and overpower the music that's playing over the. No. Like, what the fuck is that? That happened to Tony and I in Toronto. We were like, what the fuck is this? This guy's just playing this shitty music, like, really loud, like techno. Ugh. Ugh. Brutal. Ugh. Yeah. He brings his own music, and you got to listen to him because you're right next to the lap pull-down machine. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you, man. Well, earbuds. Yeah. Just get buy some earbuds. People are weird, man. They're, they're weird with their 
lack of appreciation for other people. Yeah. Well, the people that like watch their iPads and or like a phone and they watch something with the, the volume yeah. on. And I've twice, I'm not a very confrontational person, but I'm just like, hey, can you put some earbuds in? And they're like, I don't have any. I'm like, can turn the sound off? And they're like, oh. they gave me a look like I, like I said something like, yeah. you know, uh, take your pants off. Makes you feel more calm if you would take your pants off. <laughs> you know, like I said something that insane. But they like they just look at me like I got. You right. making people listen to your stupid shit? It's it's just it's it's distracting. It's grating. Well, it's weird. Is uh, you'll go to a restaurant and you'll see two kids sitting opposite of each other with iPads. They basically bring a portable television and they're both watching a different thing. Yeah, and it's like this sound, yeah. this conflicting sound of two child's programs yeah. going back and forth oh. with kids on the opposite side of the table and the loud. I was at a restaurant the other day and there was two children and two parents and no one was talking to each other. The dad was looking at his phone, uh-huh. the wife was looking at her phone, and two kids were looking at iPads and no one was communicating. They just sit in there like everyone looked depressed, they were all fat. They don't have game rooms anymore though. Like when I was growing up, we would go to a restaurant, get a dollar, game room for an hour until the food came. Yeah. A dollar for whatever. an hour? What kind then, of fucking then, time like quarterback you living in? a quarterback then. <laughs> you could play four games in an hour? Fuck, I, was, I didn't lose, Arguably, he was oh, amazing. Good. Good. He would kill <laughs> it at Asteroids. You get Hold free on. games, Decent too. Decent at Donkey Kong. Are you a pinball wizard? <laughs> nah, we are, the pinball's a little too old for me. <laughs> Pole position. Hey, you know, ever since you were a young boy, now, you played though. the several ball. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's coming back, for sure. There's, like, leagues and all sorts. It's, like, made a retro. Pinball is hard. I know a dude who goes, yeah, he plays in pinball leagues. That's... That's got, so impressive to yeah, me. Yeah, he's got pinball machines at his restaurant. That's Plays amazing. shit out of pinball. It, to be good at something like that, it's just... Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's fruitless. There's no, no future <laughs> it, it, it is fruitless, but it's impressive. You know? It's like someone who's really good at like um, like lawn darts. Yeah. Nobody gives there, a fuck, bro. There was a guy... <laughs> there was a guy... <laughs> the king of lawn darts. I'm the king of lawn darts, bro. Yeah. yeah, like, hey, this is the world's strongest man. That's great and all, but I'm the king of lawn darts. <laughs> I fucking rule. I've given my life to lawn darts, Do you remember bro. they used to be these big-ass weaponized lawn darts? Oh, you could kill someone with them. Lawn darts used to be like a small football and with a, throw a it, dagger And it would just come end. straight yeah. down. Yeah. Those, uh, like, hatchet-throwing or, like, axe-throwing places have made, like, a little bit of a, not a resurgence, but I've seen oh. them. They've become popular now. They're like, in all the major cities. You know yeah. why? Yeah. Because girls in their underwear on Instagram <laughs> are throwing hatchets. Yeah. Like Aubrey and his girlfriend Whitney, <laughs> they're throwing hatchets at targets. Well, it's and, in and, their underwear. And men, good. and men need a need a new way to be violent Funk. during drinking. You know, like that's yeah. just throwing an axe or. It's also very retro. Yes. Right? Yeah, it's very Viking. Yeah. Yes. You know, axe throwing. Does do axes always land the right way? That's what always fr- freaks me out. I like, feel like it would. My handle would bounce off the wall and it would just fly somewhere weird. In a movie, the guy grabs the knife by the blade like this, and it always lands yep. with the blade in the body. Mm-hmm. Imagine if someone threw a knife at you and the handle hit like this. You're like, oh bitch, you just gave now me a free a knife. knife. Now I'm Thanks for throwing me this you. knife. Now and I'm going to hold on to the you. death grip and slide it into your rib cage. <laughs> I heard you mention this yesterday about someone duels that were in yes. a lot of duels. I heard a stat I didn't, I never knew about it, that Andrew Jackson was in something like 100 duels. What? He only killed one person. I thought he wa- killed a lot of you them. You usually get shot in the arm yeah. or like, you know, like a musket ball would go would so, like your leg so or something. So the one where he killed the guy, he actually, it was a, I forget the actual guy's name, but he was known as being a really good duel he killed a lots of people like 26 people or something like that so he challenged this guy and he thought the only way to win would be to let him take the first shot 
so he let him take the first shot, got hit in the chest, was bleeding, covered the hole, and then shot the guy, and he died. Whoa. He shot him in the head. He said he fell immediately and then died like a couple hours later. I think I don't know if he was the president at the time, but the, the doctor said, like, I don't know how you stood and took that shot. And he said, I, if he shot me in the brain, I was going to stand and take that shot to kill this guy. I don't know if he said, like, motherfucker or whatever, but, like, Andrew Jackson he was crazy. This guy. He was a crazy dude. Well, like, where, his, where, his, where the statue of him is in, um, in Jackson Square in New Orleans, there's that church that's behind it. And that, this is why New Orleans is supposedly the most haunted city is because they had the most duels. Because once uh, Andrew Jackson contacted Jean Lafitte and was like, I need an army. And Jean Lafitte was basically a gangster, which is basically someone that can get you anything. Like, that's what a connected guy does. And so he got him freed slaves, Native Americans, Creoles, Cajuns, and just, you know, angry men. And they repelled the British, but then they stayed and they just lived in the bars and they were dual happy because their egos were so big. <laughs> and I've looked for these and I can't find them. What they had was dueling cards where if you had one, it would say Joe Rogan, have your face, you know, probably that image. And it would say, you know, dueling card. And someone bumped into you and you were like, you just give them your card and be like, see you in the morning, motherfucker. And that means we're, we're shooting it out. Whoa. You would duel over nothing. And the guy, I went on this, this ghost tour, and the guy taught me this, told me this story. And he said, imagine the amount of guys who were hungover, woke up like, oh, fuck, what did I do? I got a duel now. And you'd go behind that cemetery. That's where they'd have their duel. And imagine laying there with a bullet or a piece of round lead in your liver and going like, I'm dead over this shit. It's over like I stepped nothing? on my foot. They'd keep cards, like dueling cards. You no, know, this is just like a picture of one. They also said that a lot, a lot of times the uh, – the duel wouldn't actually happen. Like they might not actually shoot. It was more of a test of will of like, yeah, will who, you, go, gonna, th- you who go through with it? Yeah. Yeah. It was all honor. And they'd have to bring a second guy to make, to like verify that the duel actually went down and that someone guy's got was a, a pussy book. or whatever. He's yeah. serious. He's like the judge of he's the event. Book. <laughs> he's laying odds. <laughs> like, he's Look, like, ah. I think there's certain States where duels are legal. I think they're still legal in Arizona or they used to be because there was a cop who shot someone in a duel like years back. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, a, it was a weird thing. Like a cop was off duty and he shot someone in a duel. Oh, man. I want to say this is more than 10 years ago, so maybe they changed the law. But I remember reading that going, what? You can du- you duel? That's People insane. Du- Texas. Texas? But well, fist, yeah, of course. only. What's that? Fists? Fists only. Oh, that ain't a yeah. fucking duel. <laughs> what is that? Well, mutual Cal- combat how do you How do you take 10 paces well, in mutual combat that. law? Washington State has mutual combat law. Because I, I know Google I watched first. a video of this dude uh, who was a uh, MMA fighter. He used to dress up like a superhero and fuck people up. In uh, he would like g- stop people from committing crimes and then fight them. And then one video, Carlos Fodor, Fod- Fod- I think his name was, he was fighting someone in um, Seattle in front of cops. Like some guy agreed to fight him, and then you see right away what a terrible idea it is. And he leg kicks the guy, and the guy's got this look on his face like, oh my God, you actually know how to fight. Yeah. And he beats the shit Phoenix out of this guy. Jones, Phoenix Jones. Yeah, that's what he's called himself. Phoenix but look, Jones. Look how he dressed. But watch this. Yeah, There's a video of it. You can see it on that one, too. This is exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the guy's like, fuck you, I'll fucking kick your ass. And this is in front of the cops. He's like, fuck you. And he's like, you know, you think you're going to fucking get. And he's wearing this superhero costume on, and these. Like, give me some violence. Vi- He's telling him to back up. The guy's walking towards him. University Way, between 45th and 47th. Suspect wearing an orange shirt. So you see him wearing that outfit. Yes. And you think, oh, I could kick this guy's ass 
For sure. Yeah, this guy's a clown. Fucking cosplay dork. But watch that. Skip ahead. He's like, okay. So the guy wouldn't stop badgering him. And then finally, in front of the cops, they agreed to let these dudes duke it out. Holy shit. That's it right there. Let it go there. Watch this. Oh, that's when you know you made a mistake. Yep. That yep. first that leg, leg kick, that you see jelly. the guy moving around. And oh. again, you got a useless... And he's trying to kick, too. Nope. Yeah. He jabbed oh, him to the body. Yep. Oh, you fucked up. Wow. God, this guy's life. Oh, that, that leg's done. Oh, that third that leg leg's kick. Done. That third leg kick's a real problem. Oh. Oh, the fourth leg kick. Yep. That guy is basically hopping around on one leg now. Yeah, oh, no. now, now it's a beating. That's it. That's a wrap. Yep, that's... Mutual combat, you're right. <laughs> yeah, it's a mutual Holy combat shit. law. And cops are standing by watching this guy get brained. Yeah. That's what's crazy is like it's very irresponsible for the cops because that's not a good fighting surface. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They should, have a, they should have a padded area that yeah. they set aside. There's a there's a great line from a, a Bukowski novel where these guys are all gathering after like a night out or something and this guy's hung over and he's just like he's like, I heard you got in a fight, and he's just like, Oh man, that guy had to be a pro. Beat me so bad I shit myself. <laughs> like that line always gets me. Cause it's that thing where it's like when you fight someone who's whatever, whatever, okay, it's a fight, but like when you fight a pro, it's just done. Well, it's like playing basketball if you don't know how to play basketball. Yes. <laughs> what, what a terrible thing. Yeah. Like if you y'all play some one on one and you don't even know how to dribble. Yeah, yeah. And this guy's dunking on you, I'm like, shit. Yeah. That's oh, what it's like. Why did I agree to this? Is there a state where it's legal to duel? But there's no firearm duel. Gun, no. When what? How long ago was it still legal? The late 1800s, I believe. So, hmm. so maybe this guy did it. He was a cop. He he had a duel with a guy who was fucking his wife. Whoa. Yeah. That's what's up. Yeah. <laughs> and he he just killed the guy. I don't know. I don't, I don't remember the story entirely. He definitely killed somebody. Jesus. When I, it was he was a cop. I remember the whole story being that it was very controversial, but but it was legal. Maybe I'm remembering it all fucked up. Mm. Hmm. Might have been more than 10 years ago. There's five places. Uh, five places where it's okay to shoot not, somebody? Not in the United States. Oh. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's like international <laughs> waters. International waters. Yeah. <laughs> you could have a duel on, on like a cruise ship? <laughs> sure. How's that work? Like if you're on one of them carnival cruises and some guy insults your name and throws jello at you? The laws of the That's ship are whichever country I didn't even think of that. Registered. Like I, I know about the international waters, but yeah. like a cruise ship would be out in... That's nuts. You know what I worry about cruise ships? That I would be on the deck when some guy throws his wife off the, off the side of the boat. Right. And you, you, you got to do something. Like, yeah. Because oh, like, that does happen. Yeah, oh, like, yeah. Husband and wife went on a cruise. The wife went missing. I don't know what happened. I went to bed early. I uh, mean, uh, Patricia kept partying. We Yeah, we had an argument, but we were deeply in love. And, and uh, mm -hmm. we... We had a couple of drinks. I know people saw us screaming, and I, and I, and I, I might have slapped her a couple times, but uh, boy, I love her, and her disappearing. And what's fucked up, I learned from a buddy of mine who was on, he was with the Second City Tour Co Touring Company, or Turco, and they were on a cruise ship, and he was telling me that they found out that like all the food you don't eat, they grind it all up and just shoot it out in the water. So that attracts game fish, and the game fish attracts sharks. So anytime there's a, there's a cruise ship, there's just sharks all the time. All the time. Really? Yeah. So so oh. if you went overboard, yeah, that's not there's not a lot of hope. 
Oh, good Christ. Yeah. Did you see that video of that woman in Hawaii swimming around with the largest known great white shark? No. It's amazing. It's a more than 20 foot long great white shark. And it's not like guesswork. She's just swimming around? Swimming with it. Yeah. In the water, (sighs) swimming with it. Yeah, she's got a uh, an Instagram page just filled with photos of her and this shark. Fuck me. Off Oahu, it's so big, it's so big it doesn't even look real, and she's just swimming alongside this thing. It's a female shark. It's like 20, 20 feet long at least. So she just saw it and just swam up. I, I think she's like a, an expert. Oh, okay. See if you can find that. Yeah, yeah. Stuck in another article about the duel. Sorry to go back, oh, but uh, sorry. There's a U.S. Uh, Oregon has a law that they were trying to get rid of two years ago. I don't know. I'm trying to find out where they. Why does that guy got his gun where his dick is? That's a stupid <laughs> That's a place bad to put your gun, sir. There, but it's still that uh, here. Republicans have My. proposed to scrap a 172 year old ban on duels for public officials. <gasps> I think An they're attempt to highlight how many arcane laws are still upheld by the state constitution. That's where I'm from. I never knew hmm. I could have been dueling all this. That's my whole childhood. Official. Well, no, they're 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 trying to scrap the ban. So they're trying to reinstate bans oh. to let people know how stupid these old laws are that are still on the books. <laughs> Jesus. They decided it would not be very civil if two members of the legis- this legislature disagreed and then shot each other on the front steps of the provisional it's capital. A bad, it's a bad look. Yeah. It's a bad look. <laughs> yeah. It'd kind of be cool, though, to see, like... Ted Cruz and Paul Ryan, yeah, like standing on back to back. Yeah, they they have to use the muskets yes. with like one cock, and that's yes. it. Yes, one shot, uh-huh. and that's it. I like in the upper right hand corner, MAGA hat boy refuses to apologize <sighs> in an infuriating interview. That kid looked drugged and coached, like he was just probably both. Yeah, it probably put him on some Prozac. Yeah, get out there, little fella. Apparently, that Native American guy, though, they did an interview with him, and it was a disaster because he said a bunch of things that just absolutely weren't true, and they're Uh, they're questioning whether or not he actually was in Vietnam. He definitely didn't serve in Vietnam, but he he wasn't in combat. Right. But, you know, he had some some conflicting stories. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. None of these people were prepared for this kind of attention. You know, it's like I I was offended as, as hell by those kids, and I'm a... A fucking big old bleeding heart lefty for sure, and I hate those those fucking hats. But like, I, I in the say at the same time, every teenage boy is a fucking idiot. Everyone, you know, and like it, it's. But those boys were standing there doing their school chants while these. The, there's a long video, and the video is two hours long. I haven't watched it. Yeah, but I watched segments of it, and in the segments of it, you see those Native American guys walk up to those boys and chant. With, with their drums. So they're all there for different reasons. Yeah. So the boys were there for the March for Life, which is a pro-life march. And right. They're from a Catholic school. Yeah. And they're wearing their stupid red hats. And then the Native American guy was there for, for a different reason. Yeah. Well, there were, there, were a, there were a couple. There was, there was a, it was a, a Native American celebration that's yeah. there yearly. And it, you'd think they'd coordinate these things because there's, right. there's all these different so uh, sort of marches going on. And that's all. That's our right as citizens. But it's just that... They were all in the Lincoln Memorial together? Well, not only that, these boys did not have, like, 
a good chaperone. Like these no. boys were wild. They they, yeah. were, they yelled. They said something like, "It's not rape if, if you it, enjoy if it." If you enjoy it, yeah. Like, one kid yelled that. And again, by the way, there's 40 kids. If one, if you have yeah. one asshole kid, doesn't mean everybody should be beat up because one of your stupid fucking classmates says something really dumb because he thinks he's funny and Dude, he's 15. I sat in an, in an assembly once where a friend of mine was in like uh, in Chicago, and a friend of mine was doing a play, and they were doing like a scene from the play on stage, and a woman would come on stage, and they would these kids, these boys. I'm behind them, and they're saying the worst shit. I I can imagine yeah and it was just like jesus christ yeah and it was it's that it's that it's the race to the bottom with yeah. boys where oh, it's yeah. like who can say the worst thing i can right i can yeah. i can yell the n-word you know yeah this thing where shows your tits yeah or, they're just or, trying to make a each lot, other a laugh lot of, and it's because what's the worst thing rape right and so this kid's gonna yell something about rape right. it's and right. it's it's uh they're, I, they're children yeah yeah, I do feel they need better supervision. But and they, but here's the thing, they do for sure. But yeah. they shouldn't be judged publicly on a global scale like this. It's sure. not fair. Yeah, I mean, it, I, I I disagree with uh, pretty much everything them and their parents stand for and stuff. But it's their right to demonstrate. You know what I mean? But so, they're not. I mean, they look. They they're too young to know what the fuck they're even demonstrating about sure. to really have a good argument about it mm-hmm. like to bring kids to a pro-life demonstration have them chant and yell their school s- songs and and put on maga hats like the whole thing is so fucked up it's really well we're i mean back to what i said about anxiety it's just we're at each other's fucking throats yeah. and like i mean i have a bit in my act about how like um I, I feel like the internet was built for us to tear each other apart because we're just throwing darts and running away. And and if you put us in a room together and talk it out, we, I think we, I think we would mono a mono and things yeah, like you know because people we, to people, we yeah. all want the same thing yeah. deep down inside. We all want to take care of our kids. We all want to have fun. We all want a bountiful life, you know. But I also say like I'm also like I love people, but I fucking hate people. Like <laughs> so it's like. You know, yeah. it's like if you go through a whole day without speaking to another human being, you ever had one of those days? Yeah. Like, Fuck, that was awesome isolation. That was delicious. It's only if you have too much, though, right? If you get get around people too much, then those gay yeah. days where you just, you could just re- recharge. Yeah. And then you appreciate people when you see them. Yeah. And it, like, yeah. do you get that where you, where you go to, you're on the way to the comedy store and you're like, I want to fucking go. Like, I don't want to go up right now. I'm like, something's messed with me. But it's like that with therapy comedy sometimes and the gym sometimes where it's like i don't want to fucking go but every time i'm glad i did mm, you know what i mean yeah i know what you're saying i could yeah. i could have a set where i'd eat shit and i'll drive home laughing yeah. and i'm just like well that didn't work the you thing know. that bothers me most about this is that they want to dox these kids and put uh, their address I'm, out I'm there i'm not in favor of that ever it's just so foolish ever they're treating them like they're rational adults that are you know fucking 50 years old yeah. that really know what they're doing. No, and it's not going to solve anything. It's, you're no. not going to convert these kids' hearts and minds by ruining their lives. No. You know, I do understand the double standard we have had with, like, black youth, though, where it's kind of like, uh, you know, this guy, kid gets strangled to death for selling cigarettes. Be like, yeah, he's a criminal. It's like, God damn it. You know, whereas these kids, honestly, because they're white, are getting chance after chance after chance. But I don't think their lives should be ruined. It's like, I feel like we've, we've, we've talked enough about it. These kids did what they did. Let's move on. Yeah, well, then, you know, who knows if they're getting chance after chance. But during this situation, like, that's this is, this is the consequences of social media. The fact that you could take a video of someone doing yeah. something incredibly stupid when they're 16 years old. Oh, yeah. And what they did was not even that stupid. All he did was stand there and smirk. And yeah. people wanted him he dead. Was, he, was being a, he was being a shithead. But, like, I... Okay, but was I, he? If he's just standing there and someone comes up to him beating a drum, how are you supposed to react? I feel like the... How do you think you would react? I feel like the kid walked up to the Native no, Americans, though. incorrect. Yeah. 
Incorrect. Okay. The kid was standing there. The Native American walked up to him, huh. beating the drums. Okay. Walked, got rid of the video. That's not what happened. What do you mean? The, the guy was standing. That kid wasn't in the video while the, the Native American gentleman was standing there pounding his drum. And mm-hmm. there are kids around him, but that kid, that the main kid, wasn't there. He walked. He ended up walking up to him. Yeah. Okay, but with the video that I saw, the kid was standing there, and that guy walked up to him. The, here's the thing. This is two hours. There's the, 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 there's video of these people that's two hours long. And the video that I saw, those kids were standing there chanting, and that guy walked to those kids and was beating his drum. If that one specific kid walked down, but still that guy instigated it by walking to them, beating the drum. Not only that, that guy got in that kid's face and beat that drum inches away from his face. But I thought that, see, I'm only talking about that kid. I thought that kid walked up to the the Native American Uh, guy. I'm not sure. The Native American guy walked up to the whole group of kids. But to be fair, I haven't seen all all of that video. The Native American guy said that they were saying, build that wall, build that wall, but there's no evidence of that. Okay. The guy, the the problem is the guy's a human. The Native American guy's a human, right? Yeah. And he's probably not prepared at all for this kind of scrutiny. No way. No one is. There's a lot. There there was an interview that he did with CNN that is just full of holes. Okay. And uh, it doesn't match up to the video. It doesn't match up to what happened. His, like, there's there's all, you could pull pull that video, uh, pull that article. Well, I'm looking for the video. But you try to find that article, the CNN article. Um, There was an article about the article. I read. Either way, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm just I'm just inundated at this point with, with all of it. I will say, like, you know, I've I've said for years, probably 15, 20 years now. I'm so glad YouTube did not exist when I was in high school. Oh my god, because you're just or a, anything, you're just a dipshit. Facebook, yeah, Twitter, yep. the things you would say on Twitter, uh-huh. or Snapchat, or any of those things. Yeah, and I mean, I I did not grow up like you know my parents' generation. Being mildly racist yeah. if you're white, you know. I I grew up uh, pretty woke, as the kids say in Portland, Oregon. So well, you were in you Chicago. Know. Chicago's pretty left wing. Well, Chicago, <laughs> I was I wasn't there until I was born in Chicago, but I grew up in Portland. Oh, that's and then even I was more in, I was, woke. Yeah, but it was also. <laughs> it's funny we had uh, we had we had right wing uh, uh, Nazi groups moving in when I was in high school. Uh, gangs from LA and then from Central Oregon and and further toward Idaho, you had you had uh, this this guy named Metzger who had like a little little camp you could go and party in. Uh, if you've seen American History X, it was just like that. Like mm. you drink free beer and they'd play punk rock music. And the thing that everyone misses when they look at those groups, be it a gang or a white supremacist skinhead group or whatever, it's 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 a community. For, for people, and yeah. that's where they look at it first. Yeah. And then they, they, they form communities, sadly, over focusing hate, but I just feel like... The kid's back here. Yeah. The, I mean, Which kid? <laughs> so, they're all... They walked up to him, banging, their, banging the drums. That's the kid there. He's and he's sort of, standing there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there's a kid. walking up to yeah. him now, but like he didn't... Right, but he's just standing there. The guy walked right up to him. You're showing me in the video, the guy walking yeah. up to the kid. And there, This I, is exactly what I said, Jamie. He walked right up right. to the kid. My point here was this is the video I saw. I mean, aren't these kids all mocking the, the, like the traditional Native American uh, music okay, and rhythms, but though? But, Jamie, that Native American guy just walked up to that kid and got in his face. It's right. as clear as day. This is, well, I was just bringing up this like this, this angle here. He's standing here. There's a group of kids okay. around him. The kid's You're micromanaging this thing. It doesn't <laughs> make any sense. <laughs> this is the, the guy, worst Zapruder film. They walked up to the kids. <laughs> right, he right. walked up to the kids. Yes. And he walked up to that kid specifically, got in his face. There was a certain amount of separation between them. He walked to the kid and got in his face while he's beating the drum. I, okay. 
Play it again. I'm Watch. playing it right now. He's yeah. The guy so he's walking. He's all walking. Around the group. Yeah. He's walking, and the kid's standing there. And when the kid's standing there, he walks up to the kid. So and they're doing they're the doing tomahawk, tomahawk chop. chop. They think it's funny. Yeah. Like, do they understand that no. people are filming? They don't. So here he goes. It's the whole thing is so strange. So strange. Because what are you supposed to do when someone walks up to you beating a drum? So there's the kid. The kid's standing there. And the Native American guy now walks up to him, completely violating his space. Now imagine if this is a man doing this to a woman. You'd say, okay, he's violating her space 100%. This is fucked up and aggressive. And that's what this guy's doing. He's singing in this kid's face. It's a little kid. And what is the kid supposed to do? I don't know. Should he walk away? Should he say, I'm sorry that someone in the past stole your ancestors' land? What is he supposed to do? Yeah. I mean, it's, no, I'm not saying yes, do that. I'm saying what is the, like, the question is what does a kid do? But, I mean, these, it's just, he's, I get why this guy's approaching because it's just a, it's a river of people mocking him and and his culture. I get it, but why this one kid? And why, why get right in this guy's face where you're beating a drum inches from this kid's face? Yeah, that is a question. And well, look, it's the fucking hat, man. That goddamn polarizing stupid hat. I hate that hat so much. Look, he's even closer to him. He's put the drum off to the side so he can get closer to this kid's face. I mean, is he expecting the kid to walk away? I don't know. But the kid doesn't do anything, but still he's blinking because the, the beating of the drum is so close to his eyes. It's weird. Yeah. The whole thing is very weird. It's so weird. He's staring that kid down. So what was, I mean, I, why wouldn't he walk away just to defy why would him? He? Why would I don't he? know. Everyone else walked away. But what, does he have to? doesn't have to. I mean, to. he's standing there and the guy decides to get in his face. Do you I, think you would walk away? Probably. Maybe. Someone walked because yeah. the, the camera. If that, if the that camera guy was walked there. up uh, on me, I would I would definitely move. I think I would probably move too because I would be huh. scared. If that guy got in my face like that, I think that guy was going to hit me. I would yeah. think something is going to go wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is this is just too weird. I, I, I'm I, yeah, I but it's not away. the kids. He's 16, man. Yeah, I, I, it's the, the, a grown up's fault for getting in a 16 year old kid's face beating a drum. Yeah, I, like, and, I, and I it's. That, that fucking hat, man. I yeah, mean, but it's also the he the the Native American man rightly felt like he was being mocked. Yeah, and that his traditions and his his, his heritage yeah. is being mocked and, and, by these little kids. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he had the right to walk up on the kid like that. But it's like, where where is your breaking point? Well, wait a minute. I don't think he doesn't have the right. But this is where confrontation comes from. Do you yeah. have the right to make confrontation? Yeah, maybe, perhaps. Maybe, perhaps. But that's not really the best way to communicate. You're singing no. a song, a Native American song, and he doesn't know what the fuck you're singing. Right. And you're doing it inches from his face. Yeah. And everyone's felt... It's a, it's a really a sign of the times that it's, people took clips of that and they made it out like this little kid's a cunt and even Reza Aslan had on his... Have you ever seen a more punchable face? Like, man, that's, you're, you're calling for violence on a kid? Is that what yeah, you're doing? Yeah, it, it's... it's it's the same, uh, you know, level of, and again, you know, those kids, like, even when you were pulling that clip up, I could feel my stomach make a fist from like, oh, this just, I don't want to see this, but, you know, uh, like, it, it's like that dude that, that, that Sorry. his, that, that kid at the Cub game who had the game in his, in his earphones and he caught the ball, which the outfielder was definitely not going to catch anyway, and they blamed him for the 
Cubs loss of the series, and they mm. had to escort that kid out. Yeah, and I thought the kid reached forward though. He did, but I, if you look at the tape, I don't think that the outfielder had it. The outfielder was pointing like, "You fucked up, kid! Like you ruined it." And it was kind of this. Well, I understand when you're playing major league ball, one mistake can mean the end of your career and your family's. No, man. When that. I saw, I think that's different. When I saw that, I thought that kid fucked up the game. That it, it it could be argued, yes. Do you know what I'm talking Absolutely. about? Absolutely, yeah, yeah. But that's like you're saying there. It's blaming one tiny play on the entire game, and, and, it's, and, and you and, can't do that. And the fact the fact that back to what your point of punch the kid in the face, that kid had to be escorted out of Wrigley Field because right. people were going to kill him. Right, like well, there they, were drunk people that were going to throw hit that kid into traffic. Can we see that video? Of the guy yeah, catching yeah, that ball? Pull that up. I think that kid actually did fuck up that game. I think the difference is that kid l- reached into the playing field. What he did was definitely wrong yeah. and, and illegal and, let's see. and everything. But yeah, let's check it out. Tail of the tape. Steve Barton Crack! There's the ball. It's going. It's going. It's going. Wait a minute. Let me see one more time. Back that up. Back that up. No, 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 but just back it up. I oh, he's going to start slow. Okay. Oh. I mean, I, I think I take it back. I yeah. had, I had, uh, uh, I think. Hey, one more time. I think I remembered it wrong. Oh, yeah, they stole it from they him. They stole it from him. Fuck, I, I take it, it all back. He had the ball. I take it all back. That kid fucked it up. Yeah. They literally did. He took it. He literally yeah. took it from him in the playing field. Ah, you little cunt. Oh. <laughs> He's got. Yeah. Spray on them. People probably threw beers on them. Probably. Yeah. But, yeah. but, but it, it, the other it, thing. it was the thing of like threatening a kid's life. That's crazy. You but know. also, it's like if you're a kid and the ball's right there, yeah. you're going to reach right. for it. You're not going to be thinking this guy's going to catch or not going to catch no. it. It's like you have the chance to catch the ball. It's right there. Yeah. You're going to catch it. Yeah. Did you see that clip from uh, Letterman? Like from like, I don't know, 30 years ago or something. And he just, there was a, it was like the lineup was. This famous person, this famous person, then just a rando, like a name. You're like, who? And he brought this guy out, and it was like a middle-aged guy in a ball cap. And he's like, Letterman's like, you know, I just, I think you're the greatest living American. And the guy's like, ah, well. And he's like, roll the tape. And they show, just like that, home run. And it's going, it's going, it's going. And this guy just has a beer, and he's not looking. And you hear the announcer go, oh, my God. And the ball hits the beer, and the guy's like, fuck, he gets hit. And he's like, oh, shit, poof. And everyone's kind of laughing at him. He's like, oh, home run. There goes my beer. And then innings later, same line, same run, same guy. And the announcer goes, you have got to be kidding. And the, the ball just hits the same guy, like, again, like twice, same game. <laughs> Letterman had him on. And it was, wow. it was like, you know, minor league or something like that. Like, you'd never – it, would, it was, wouldn't be on, like, the nightly news. But it was just like, what are the fucking odds? How many people have ever been hit in the head by a line drive? I would oh, imagine that would fuck you up. That would hurt. Like, you'd be you so – You probably would never be the same again. No. Because <laughs> when I was a kid, Tony Canigliaro in Boston the, during the, the, the Red Sox, it was actually like – I was very young at the time. might actually have happened before I lived there, but it was like the story that everybody always told. He got hit in the head with a pitch. And yeah. he was never the same again. And it was one of the reasons why they started wearing batting helmets. Yep. And there, there was a kid who got hit in the chest and his heart stopped. Oh. Uh, that, uh, yeah, because that, that doesn't happen that often, but it just it just makes your heart just go whoop. It just knocks it out. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. It's, it's horrifying. It's a rock. It's a rock covered mm-hmm. with leather. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I mean, you feel a hardball. That fucking thing is dense. Uh-huh. 
Yeah. I mean, oh. soccer was originally kicking a head around. But that's what? In, in Aztec culture. Um, they really? Would, yep. Like it was after like a battle, they just take a head and kick it around. And that was like where the game. Is that where soccer came from? From what, from what I've read, yeah. I knew they had some weird Mayan game where they they played football and Mayan. That's what I'm thinking. Oh, okay. Yeah. And me. I think that they decided they used to think that they played and then the winner sacrificed the losing team. And now there was also some speculation that it could have been the opposite, that the winning team was sacrificed. <laughs> Which is like, that might have been the fucking slowest game ever. Uh, like, yeah. okay, Oop, whoops, ball got by me. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you scored again. But the idea was that you would play with such courage, knowing that you were going to win and then you're going to get killed, but you still wanted to win. It's yeah, it's it, 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 the level of honor that it was had to be like so high that or, you're like, my my family will never want for anything ever again. So I'm just gonna or the level of drugs. Yeah, you were taking to play well, the that belief. Game that way. Well, it's like yeah. you know, a, assassin comes from Hashishin, you know, where this guy would just really, yeah, is this guy in in uh, what we call the Middle East? Basically, he was like, "How do you kill a king? You got to get an assassin who doesn't care if he dies." And so, so you what, get him high on hash. He, he built a a, 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 fa- a garden of delights where he had naked women just hanging around like prostitutes and like flowing waterfalls, and he would just get a peasant and smoke him up so much and he's like do you want to see heaven and he'd be like yeah and he'd take him in the room and be like check it out and he's like i have the door to heaven and if you kill the sultan in the town square tomorrow you're here and so a guy would just run up and stab this guy to death and the guard would murder him but that was how you get a guy you trick a person whoa so it's kind of like uh it's the same probably the same thing where that level of drugs where you're like if i win they cut my head off but i go to valhalla or whatever they're version of heaven is well, human sacrifice is always such a strange thing yeah you, the idea of getting you don't sacrifice say. like a living life to the gods yeah like they, they, this was a such a common thing yeah yeah <laughs> kill people so for it's, it's common it was yeah. just like it's like going to the game are you gonna yeah. go you gonna go watch that guy get his heart torn out yeah i'm gonna take my kid get some popcorn couple bud lights um i was reading um that uh book uh uh it's not primate. What is it called? Sapiens. Simians. Sapiens. 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 Yeah, yes. sapiens. And there, there's, um, there's a story about certain cultures that were would kill like the older people. Uh-huh. They would kill like, uh, and this guy would kill a few of his aunts, and the, all the old women were terrified of him because he would sneak up behind them when they got too old because they were you know they were gatherers they were nomadic people and he would hit him with an axe and they're talking to these people and I'm like Jesus Christ imagine you're going to kill your aunt with an axe well then imagine getting to a certain like your birthday party you blow out the candles and you just spin around fuck off get away from me Yeah, you just expect this guy yeah, um, one of the craziest stories that I ever heard was during the temple I think you say Teotihuacan one of the large Aztec temples when they completed the temple, they sacrificed something like 80,000 people over the course of two days. Duh. Yeah. But g- pull, pull that up. Temple of Tihuacan. I think it's um, outside of Mexico City. And when the Aztecs constructed this, when it was finally completed, they essentially sacrificed all the slaves that were used to build oh, it. Oh, my God. Yeah. So they just covered this <sighs> fucking gigantic 
temple with blood of 80,000 people that they butchered on the spot. Yeah. Oh, God. Over days. Took days to kill everybody. Yeah, that's a lot of, that's a lot of butchering. That's yeah. a lot of murder. That's, 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 that's exhausting levels of murder. Yeah. It's so much so that I, I told a friend this story, and he was like, that's not true. I'm like, I'm telling you, it's <laughs> true. Why would I he's, lie? He's one of those guys that's doing the yeah. math. I had, to, uh. I had to, we had to get to a place where there's service and Google it. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's just daunting. It's, yeah. 80,000 yeah. people. And these are the very people that built the thing. <laughs> well, I mean, that was the way. That's yeah. what they do. Oh, yeah. we're done. All right. Kill him. Well, that was um, one of the, the weirder things about uh, going to Chichen Itza was there was this one platform that was just designed for sacrifice. Wow. They would kill people on this platform, and it's like it was set up like a bench. Like there was legs and a head, like someone was holding this bench in place. They would just chop a head off and it roll down the fucking <laughs> stairs. Yeah, probably like a little, yeah. a, little, a little head slide kind what of thing. You, what do you think the fascination with that is? is like this this idea of killing someone to appease the gods and it, was it because everyone was afraid to die so that when you could force someone to do it in front of everyone force someone to die in front of everyone and sacrifice them they would just it would as long as it was like there was enough distance yeah. between you and them there would yeah. be this charge of excitement and very machiavellian for yeah. sure uh it's it's you know Power perceived is power achieved. If you see anyone can die, you, right. you fall in line real fast. Right, and I think it's also the the unpredictability of life itself. Yeah. So it's like, hey, look, we're gonna kill eighty people, but we're gonna have no no storms for the next couple months. Right. People are like it's yeah. no one I know. Yeah, fuck them. Especially if you have some like elder who like some shaman who tells you that this is the only way we're gonna stop the storms. Yeah. 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 People believe fucking anything. Did you it's get to Temple Two? I finally found it. It says somewhere between, uh, there's a recorded article in 2011, the story today, 84,000 people, but <laughs> it says this is a disputed number. Could be a, oh. down to 4,000, maybe. The number's disputed, however. Some say as few as 4,000 were sacrificed in what was actually a re consecration of the Templo Mayor in 1487. Nevertheless, scores were killed. Jeez. Um, hmm. So the one thought is 1487, the Aztecs recorded that 84,000 people were slaughtered in four days. Self-sacrifice was common and individuals would pierce their Ugh. ears, tongues, and genitals to nourish the floors of the temples with their blood. Unsurprisingly, there is evidence that Mexico was already suffering from a demographic crisis before the Spanish arrived. Yeah, the Spanish probably came in at the perfect time. Yeah. This is how you say it. The Great Pyramid of Tenochtitlan. Chititlan. Tino Chititlan. Is that how you say it? That seems. Um, Tenochtitlan. Phonetic. That seems like. I've seen that Phonetically, I think it'd be Tenochtitlan. 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 Does it tell you how to say it? Me. Whoa. Cool. I know what that means. How do you say that? I think that's the Mexican pronunciation. Why it's why it's Tino, me. I'm not Tino, sure though. Tenochtitlan. Yeah, I think that's right. Tenochtitlan. Mm. Yeah, come up with better names, bro. Yeah. Anyway, a lot of people. Jesus. Uh, it also said those games that they were playing where uh, the people were de decapitated. They might have been rigged. They weren't sure if they were rigged, but they might have just it. been faked games to kill people. Rig. Whoops, I lost. Yeah. I, I mean, there's got to be a team die. that people like better. They're, yeah. they're more fun, those guys. Yeah, they, you know? they live. Yeah. These are guys you want around. You got to sell tickets. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> we kill those guys. Yeah. We blow, you know, we got no one in the stadium we'll next screw week. Screw up the whole game. 
it is weird that all cultures agree that um, one of the best ways to appease the masses is to have these large sporting events yeah. where people gather around to watch this mock warfare take place. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, like how the the when when Shaka Zulu came in, they were just fighting like mock wars, and they were just like with fake. You know, swords and and, mm-hmm. and spears, and he just ran out and started stabbing people. And they're like, "What are you doing?" And he's like, yeah. "I'm trying to win." Yeah, and it doesn't work that way, bro. We're trying yeah. to fake it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, like if if we escalated past like football and football, like something way more violent came along. Yeah, but not quite war, like duels. Jesus, I know. It's like I'm I'm. I'm glad we're not there. As much as I have my problems with like concussions and football and stuff, mm-hmm. and it's just, just, yeah, I guess that's a good, like, what, what's, what'd be the next thing? Yeah, you can kind of get away with playing football if you get out early enough. Yeah. But even, they, they're saying that even kids in high school have CTE. Yeah. Yeah. It's brutal. Do you see what they do in Russia where they have those uh, five-on-five MMA fights? They have gang fights. They meet on football fields. Yes. <laughs> Russians are always uh, taking it to the next I saw place. that one you put up in, uh, it's like somewhere in Eastern Europe, and it's just one big, like, bald bull-looking guy fighting, like, five guys. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that's Russian, too. <laughs> Good Lord. Yeah, these couple guys decided to try to take on a giant. Yeah, that guy was a giant. That yeah. guy was, like, a dude that, like, breaks rocks and, like... Fee fi fo fum. I smell the blood of an Englishman. <laughs> Fee fi fo fum. Yeah, that's. The kids even learn that story anymore. The Fee fi fo fum. Probably, yeah. Why don't they write some new ones? Why are we telling these old ass stories? Yeah, I love. Did you see that movie about the uh, about the the uh, troll hunter where that guy like goes out into like the the into uh, Scandinavia and he's hunt, he hunts trolls and there's the actual giant monster trolls. Oh yeah, I remember that yeah. movie. That was a fun, stupid movie. It was fun. And it, yeah. I, one thing I loved about it was it was just like, are any of you a Christian? Tell me right now, right now. And they're like, no. And there's one guy who like secretly was, and the troll could smell his blood because they, oh, they, I smell the blood right. of an Englishman. I was like, right. oh, that's, that's such an awesome angle. Oh wow. You know, it's just like that's because yeah. he's, he's like he's like a scientist. He's like I know what these guys are after. They they want to chew up Christian people. See if you can find find the clip for the trailer for Troll Hunter because it's so stupid. It's so dumb. It's a, it's a good movie to get high and watch. Yeah. Well, I love stuff that's like there's a giant thing in the distance like coming. That's like <laughs> that's a big thing. If I'm high, where I'm just like, what if King Kong just came from behind that building right now? Is it right? Yeah. Give me some volume. Sometimes you get to see a unique film. Imagine there really were trolls. It's just eating goats. Yeah, this is like a uh, foreign film. Yeah, it's it's somewhere in uh, it's in like I think Norway. No, like no. Well, that's what a lot of people think. It says, do you think Michael Moore gave up after the first yeah, try? Like yeah, documentary, like, turn yeah. it real. Yeah, exactly. They're doing, like, a Blair Witch Project thing, but with yeah. trolls. Yeah. Yeah, but get, give me a little distance in this. I'm tired of seeing this build up. I want to see the fucking troll. Yeah, I want to see the show. They show it in the trailer? Yeah, for sure. Oh. They don't? There's it is. I'm Christian! I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Look at it. It's so dumb looking. <laughs> he just mushed that guy. Oh, so many trolls. 
Oh, that's rad. I love that. If I love there monsters. Was, I love monsters. If there was something that big, we would have never gotten to where we are. We'd all no. be holed up in caves right now. Yeah. Well, they'd probably be like uh, the 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 there the tech is. millionaires are like the guys who like control one of those. Like he's just sitting on his head mm-hmm. and he's like, kill those people, you know, crush that house. You know, is that what you think it would be? Tech millionaires that would do that? No, Aren't but like, like the, super the people that are the richer, richest pe- person. No, it would not be a tech person. You, yeah, I think you would have a troll. You'd be sitting on a troll. Wow. Yeah. You would. <laughs> weird, weird opinion of me. <laughs> Zuckerberg, he would have a troll. <laughs> he would he would pay someone to like train a troll or something like that. He'd mm. find like a troll trainer and then. Let me ask you that. Are you worried at all about AI? Yes. Are you? Oh yeah. In what way? Uh, I just wonder when it's going to get out of our control because it's the technology is escalating beyond our compre- comprehension. But yet you drive a Tesla. Yeah. I do. So you're contributing to it a little bit. A little bit, yeah. I mean, it's I, I look. We all are. It's you know, I I I am I am a dipshit in a lot of ways. I'm a, I'm an idiot in a lot of ways. And I'm just like, I know you can hack a Tesla. I know you can. Uh, yeah, but they're I, awesome. Yeah, no. I, I mean, if you guys drive a car, I love it. They're they're apparently not doing so well. Mm-hmm. There was some article that uh, I read today where uh, they were they were talking about the letter that Elon Musk sent to all the people that worked for him saying that you're you're going to have to work harder but our goal is to try to save the world. Yeah. Like dude, nobody wants to hear that shit when they work for a company. I mean, and 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 really, that's not what you were going for before. Well, I think his goal is ultimately to reduce our attachment to fossil fuels yeah. which, you know, can help save yes. our environment. Mhm. I'm definitely with that. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, cut way down on factory farming with meat. You yeah. know, uh, you know, I'm 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 all in favor with all this all that stuff and and making way more things electric. It's like why don't we have solar panels on literally everything? Well, especially California. Yeah, I mean, us. we have sun everywhere, everywhere, and we have a, an amazing source of light. But apparently, you know, there's a lot of money involved. I know this sounds crazy. There's a lot of money involved in staying with the grid as it is. Mm-hmm. Sure. Cool. They got to keep those nuclear power plants running. <laughs> we love them so much. Driving to San Diego, sightseeing. Well, the old ones they didn't even have a way to shut down. Like old power plants, when they would make them, yeah, they can't stop them. <laughs> they, they probably figured we'll figure it out eventually. Yeah, it's late. Let's put it off. Yeah, one day. Mm-hmm. Yes. One day we'll figure it Someone out. Someone smarter than us will come along. They'll fix it. Yeah, you when you you really hear about natural disasters and solar flares and asteroid impacts you just realize how fucking fragile this weird system that we have of a power grid and satellites to distribute information and the Mm -hmm. internet is actually a bunch of wires on the ocean floor that connect us to (laughs) europe like what there's wires that are four thousand miles long really yeah 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 that it's 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 kind of like the human body like it's remarkably resilient but it's so fragile. Yeah, super fragile. Yeah. One infection, and that's a wrap. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yet if someone's drunk enough, they can fall off a building, hit everything going down and land like something made a nerf, and get up. You know? Sometimes, right? <laughs> like, I watched a video of a guy who was in a high-speed chase with the cops, and he had a Corvette, and he flipped a Corvette, and literally went flying out of it like he was yep. a doll. I saw that. Head over heels, head over heels. Guy was fine. Yeah. Landed on his back on the <laughs> desert floor. What? You got some volume playing in the background, Jamie. I hear that. Oh, there it is. 
I could hear too. <laughs> I'm you could hear that too. Those things sometimes they just been pop like up every radio now and then. interference I've been hearing sometimes, and I can't tell if you guys are hearing it. too. Oh really? I've I've heard like, it a couple times, but yeah. no one else has mentioned. You it. You ever heard uh, songs in your fillings? Some people uh, have recorded that they they hear radio sounds in their fillings. Yeah, they like, they, uh, yeah. they pick up uh, uh, wavelengths. Yeah, like your filling mm-hmm. will somehow or another. Yeah catch some radio sound and play it in your fu- how <laughs> maddening would that, that be so awful you hear like mexican radio station mm-hmm. playing out of your mouth yeah no you got a fucking <laughs> plier to your mouth in the middle of the night so you could sleep oh that'd be fucking brutal yeah well listen dude um your special when it comes out will be available in february yeah right? february 5th and it'll avail- be available everywhere yes sir. you'll be able to get it on to tell, tell me all the places. Uh, Amazon. Am, Amazon, iTunes, iTunes, Google Play. Uh, I think it's going to be on Steam, weirdly enough, the video game platform. Uh, mm. It's going to be all over the place. Uh, you can stream it. You can buy it. It's going to come out in vinyl eventually. But, uh, vinyl? Yeah. I, I always put, put vinyl? I always put a couple, like a, probably about 1,000 out in vinyl if people really? want Really? Yeah. I mean, I... I it's called finally, finally live in Portland, and the, all, the whole title is like fake tattoos, like, like uh, the dummies. From where'd you Portland, uh, Where'd you film it? At the Paris, a former porn theater in downtown Portland. Oh, they had a porn theater. When I was a kid, there were always like you know uh, sluts and butts and stuff like that on the on the on the on the, on the marquee, and then it was uh, uh, yeah. See, so that'll be like, that'll be the cover of the vinyl. That helium uh, in Portland is amazing. I love that club. That I, fucking uh, place is great. I, I told them where to put it. They, they were like, oh, "Where really? would you put a comedy club?" I was like, "Southeast Portland, close to the water, so people." live on the west side can come across the bridge really easy you'll have a lot more space that way and uh yeah they've 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 kept it running strong it's and it's awesome it's a great club. place to perform man yeah yeah it's a great that's another one that's designed with the low ceiling yeah that's great, you know no, it's yeah. it's well set up and you got to come on advice from a dipshit okay because it's you, you would kill it okay i can Sounds see good. So. i'm good at giving shitty advice yes all right yeah man perfect yeah well thank you brother Dude, um, this is tell, a joy tell Thanks people um, how to get a hold of you it's just bronger on um instagram uh, yeah and, and twitter just b-r-a-u-n-g-e-r and then uh mattbronger.com for all my shows that's it see me. bye everybody thanks joe thank you that was great man.